Kick Out Crew. James L. Corai. Brad Stanton. Coach Rosie. Adam from Bill. Mike Whitaker. Devin Dowling. The Kick Out Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms. And watch videos exclusively on YouTube. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 42 of your show, The Kick Out Crew. That's right. And uh, by the way, if you don't know, you can reach us at Twitter, at Kick Out Crew. You can watch us on YouTube because uh, we're pretty hilarious. And you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast because, you know, you may need to put some earbuds in. That being said, I want to welcome everybody to episode 42. Thanks for the awesome feedback on episode 41. Uh, I want to thank our friends for, uh, you know, all the feedback and all the funny times. And uh, if you didn't watch the video version, you missed a little uh, something extra, like a little peek behind the curtain, you know, breaking that kayfabe, I guess. But uh, so check that out if you haven't. But yes, I am James L. Corai. Once again, you are on your show, The Kickout Crew. And uh, that being said, let's fucking get this train rolling. And I'm going to kick it on over to uh, Brad. So, Brad, what you got for us this week? Well, it wouldn't be uh, an episode of The Kickout Crew with something in the life of Brad this week. Nothing major, just something to go over real quick. So, my wife, um, all of a sudden, we're watching a show and we had to stop everything. Why? Because Lotus's my daughter Lotus's AirPods are missing. Okay, everything gets put on hold. Lotus's AirPods are missing. We got to hit pause. Everything gets shut down. So she starts tracking it on her phone where these AirPods are. It actually says it's across the street at our neighbor's house. I'm like, well, honey, I'm sure like it's not. I mean, we don't we don't live in a neighborhood where the houses are like three miles apart. Okay, we live pretty close to each other here. She goes, no, no, he does have a daughter. He does have a son. I'm like, hon, this is a guy I've known for 15 years. They gave you coats and everything when you guys were outside and the fire was going on. Remember him? And he also put my driveway in. Yeah, yeah. So she messages him. Nothing gets, it's like 10 minutes. He doesn't get back. Or she goes, yeah, this is a little suspicious. I'm like, 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes, huh? Boy, I hope he listens to this, by the way. Hope he listens. So finally, after 10 minutes, he goes, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what, what uh, I don't know where they are. And she's like, hmm. I'm like, all right, hon, he got back to you. He said he doesn't know where they are. He goes, that doesn't mean that his daughter and his son don't have them. I'm like, that's absolutely true, but it doesn't mean he has them. So again, he he actually messages back again and says, yeah, I'm sorry. I looked around the house. I looked in the yard and uh, I can't find them. So now they're out front, both of them with their phone flashlights on, looking through the yard for everything. I'm like, oh man, now it's 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, halfway through this show. We're not, I mean, all this for the AirPods that by the way, said they were last there on January 27th which is a while ago. A couple more hours go by. Guess where they were? They were in her car the whole time. Had to disrupt the neighbor. 
had to accuse him of, of being a thief, his kids of being thieves, because we're you know, they're those kinds of people. They were in her car the whole time dead. Everything had to stop for her because her AirPods were missing. I know that's just a small story, but it's just like a small story, the, the, man. It's your neighbor. You gotta see this person. I like I like him. Same name, same no. name, Brad. Second thing is, and guys, I'm sorry, but I got to do this. As we record this, this weekend, the Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Fly, Eagles, fly, Devin. Fly, Eagles, fly. And I hate to break it to you, Zol, but it's going to be a win for them birds. Not them boys, them birds. And guess what, Devin? Your team sucks, <laughs> by the way. Your team sucks real bad. Why don't My you get team a third sucks when we don't have a quarterback. Well, why don't you, why don't you hire a third string, pal? We did, and the fourth string, and they all got hurt. Yeah, well, maybe you uh, should uh, get an offensive line or something no like excuses. that. See you next year, Brad. I have yes. never seen Go beat the Chiefs. Just... I hate Pat Mahomes, so go beat the Chiefs. What? Hey, I've Brad. never seen a team have the easiest path to the Super Bowl in my entire life. Easiest path. How'd you do with them? How, how did the Dallas Cowboys do with the San Francisco 49ers? Oh, well, we actually played Brock Purdy when he could feel his arm and not a fourth-string quarterback. Maybe, maybe if you sack the quarterback, you would be in great shape. We went after a, we went after a rookie quarterback. Go figure. Uh, what a strategy that is to go after a rookie don't quarterback. Worry, hey, don't worry. This is going to age really well. This so, is gonna so anyway, age. that's this weekend. It's going to age fine. As we all know, we record a week ahead of time. But it's going to be this weekend as this episode drops. Fly, Eagles, fly. That is at you, Yes James. Man Brad. You can send your fucking Mahomes jersey, two-time Super Bowl champion here in a couple weeks. You can send that to Brad. Brad, I'll uh, go for the Eagles just for you. Thanks, pal. Just for you. Thanks, pal. But you know what? Tell me about those headphones. I'm like legit <laughs> agitated that fucking shit. Love it. When my kids have their headphones. I can't stand when they don't have their headphones in and they're watching their tablet and they'll watch like a little TikTok video that's like five seconds long. And it repeats itself over and over and over and over. I cannot stand that shit. And they'll be like right there beside me, full blast. Show I'm me the life hack that you would think they do. I hate that one. I can't stand it. Some stupid, something stupid, and it plays for like five seconds and it repeats itself. I can't stand it. Right. So headphones are good. Everybody wear your headphones. $100 plus that we can't find and we blame the neighbors for it. But, you know, Especially right. when you listen to Kick Out Curry, put your headphones in. Well, yeah, you definitely have to listen to your headphones in because we are explicit. True. Explicit. Big I want to add in on the I have to check talk. not made for kids every episode. <laughs> I completely understand Lotus's standpoint. Lotus like, didn't have anything to do with it, but go ahead. Well, you said that she was looking everywhere for her headphones. I can't do every, anything without my AirPods. Well, except this podcast because I use these. After five days of them missing she realized they were gone all of a sudden now it's an emergency <laughs> okay all right no watching. i use mine every single day at work Drop so. everything something you lost four days ago is now important <laughs> the false the false accusations against the neighbor is something that's gonna like like you think that guy's just gonna be like ah your water under the bridge like you know that's something he's gone no, like, I mean, that's she, gonna be she, she phrased it in a way that she's said hey did you find something in your yard but oh, then it was okay. a whole different story in the living room with me you know <laughs> you stole it <laughs> like yeah i don't know she doesn't trust anybody though you know that we have a camera in my living room so we know we don't know, <laughs> right. know, where, the trust, know where the trust lies <laughs> i mean i, I can't hear it for security my... issues but it is weird that people yeah. like people have cameras inside that's a little strange to me i get I it can't for even security, my nose, but... you know 
yeah. pick my nose without everybody knowing about it. But anyway, go ahead, James. Back to right. you, pal. Great story, Brad. Great story, <laughs> as always. All right, Brad. Well, appreciate that. Uh, you know, got to have your eyes and ears on the ground, old uh, true crime McGriff or whatever. Is that it? McGruff? <laughs> McGriff, whatever. Somebody will correct me. Shout out, shout out old cartoons. McGriff, <laughs> right. McGriff, yeah. McGriff played for the Atlanta Braves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Freaking favorite part of last week. Shout out to old cartoons. I, I couldn't stop laughing. Dude, the video version, you just leaking beer, which you can see on last week's episode, episode 41. Exclusively on YouTube. Boom. <laughs> oh, boy. We are off to, <laughs> off to one today. Fucking plugging everything. Like the cold, refreshing taste of natural light. Speaking of plugging everything, uh, Nitro Pepsi. Oh, Get it out of the way right now, man. That's what we do. These are yeah. our, our advertisements. Adam leaves. Adam leaves. Adam leaves. You know they're never going to sponsor us, right? Not Why would they have to? Do. They work for free. One, for one, guy free. Out of five, one guy out of five likes them. Everybody else talks shit on them. <laughs> they're not going to sponsor us. <laughs> For real. I've gotten 200 people to try Nitro Pepsi with this. 200 my fucking ass. <laughs> you know one who hasn't? This one right here. 200. You well, you should. This shit is tasty. It's delicious. It's smooth. Shout out Code Red. That's the only Pepsi product yeah. I fuck with. Code no. Red. If I go to a store and I want to drink, I want to be able to open it up and drink it. I don't want to have to sit there and pour it in a glass. No, fuck all that. It yeah, tastes okay. flat if you don't. Yes, a lot of I it. Don't need no mini science experiment. Yeah. Yeah. It's Devin. And I think it's good. Stop sitting on it. Let's move on. Back to you, Jim. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, thanks for that word from our non-sponsors. <laughs> People that we actually pay money to. Boom. Uh, but that being said, I guess we're on to Mike. So, uh, Mike, what you got for us? I got something crazy for y'all. And I want to ask you guys a question. Because this happened to me today. What is the craziest thing that you guys have eaten? <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Well, uh, food-wise. <laughs> like, food like actually food. Uh, like digesting. Food, right? <laughs> like you're yeah, food-wise. Food. Gotcha. <laughs> That's why we're explicit. And maybe <laughs> whether you liked it or not, prefer something that you like. Like, oh, that's, you know, that actually is pretty good. I Boy, didn't Summer's like Eve it, did a I good act- job on that flavor. You know what I'm saying? I actually tried. I actually have had an escargot snail before. That's probably the weirdest thing I think I've ever eaten. And no, I'm I good. That. That, that was pretty good. I I, I I I could eat it every now and then, like once every five years. But yeah. Once every five years, whether you need it or not, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any, anybody else ever eat anything weird there, Adam? <laughs> well, I remember this one time, you know, whenever um I went to Florida. Oh, this guy. Huh? Yeah. One thing I'll never eat again. I'll never eat that again. Oh. All right, Devin. Gator. I haven't had this uh, crazy gator. So Gator, I've I've tried gator jerky because this place is like Lake beef Placid, in Lake Placid, a uh, place near my hometown. Well, a couple hours away, they have a big jerky place and they have a bunch of different jerkies. So I've tried like ostrich jerky, I've tried kangaroo jerky, uh, gator jerky was another cool one. What? Mm. 
They all pretty much taste the same as bear jerky. Exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, exactly. dude. No Man's Land, shout out. That's the best jerky out there. And deer jerky. Bomb. Mm. Oh, man, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, yeah, for sure. The weirdest, grossest thing I've ever had, though, is I tried octopus leg. And, like, with all, it still had the suction things on it. Is that this, like, Asian restaurant near here? They have legs? Well, whatever they're called. Tentacles. Educated man. Um, Devin, Devin is educated, ladies and gentlemen. Calamari, right? Same thing. Calamari. That same thing as that. Yeah. Those are good, too. I like that. What, about, what did what you say, uh, James? Did you I'm say I'm trying one? to think. Like, I've had... See, and you guys, uh, I haven't had these, but it is funny that we're talking about weird food. Uh, calf fries. People actually eat those. Uh, you Google it. Uh, calf fries? Calf fries. It's fried. Oh, calf fries. I you know what it is. Fries. It's uh, fried balls, like fried bull balls. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, not kidding you. Mountain, there's, mountain oysters? There's a big old festival in Oklahoma about them, you know. Right, so, but you ate them, right? No, why am I? Well, I'm gonna eat no, some nuts. No, no, sorry. Something, no. <laughs> something you put in your mouth, you chew it up, and you swallow it. I'll tell you one thing. Hey, James, you might have done this. You're a fraternity guy, and now when we there was a party I used to go to every year, and it was called a Bayou party. Okay, and at the Bayou party, they had this gigantic fish tank. Okay, oh. and the goal was to swallow as many live goldfish as you could. Oh, we did not know. Oh, maybe, maybe. Boy, I had no idea where that conversation was going when you started it. But no, no. I actually, had, I actually <laughs> I was like, had, uh, not or not us. <laughs> I actually had fourteen live goldfish. Ooh, nice. There you go. At our big, chew them up or swallow them whole. Two-story beer bong, and you had to, you had to try the two-story beer bong. That was fun. Hmm. Devin, telling you right yeah. now, it's easier to swallow them whole, wiggling down your throat too, buddy. <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, Last Friday, my goldfish died. It was seven there years old. <laughs> you always have an animal that dies. There, we, there it is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We got it at the fair and put it in a tank and everything. Oh, well, fair seven years are, old. They're doomed from the start. Nice. It made us seven years. I was, I was happy with that. R.I.P. Yeah. Goldie. You know, those stupid things right there always do. So, like, me, I, you know, I've tried escargot. I've tried, like, squid, frog legs, gator tail, all that other stuff. Today, however, for the first time, you know, we had to, um, once a week at work, we do a Mexican restaurant. You know, we get tacos and everything else. And they had some kind of special thing. I couldn't tell you what the name of it was, but it was some kind of soup that had some meat and stuff like that in it. So I tried it, ate it, and asked the girl what it was after I got done eating it. And it is goat intestines. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that a boy. I'm not doing that. Did you like it? It was actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm not eating that. I don't care how good it is. <laughs> I'm not gonna I eat like it again it? now that I know what no, it is. But, I mean, it but it wasn't too bad. You think it, that's one of those things like well, we can't we gotta save, we gotta eat all the goats. <laughs> yeah, percent it, it was, but it was goat intestines. So mm, first no. I'm having it. Wasn't too bad. Where I eat it again. Probably not, because I felt sick after I learned what it was. <laughs> Do what? How was the aftertaste? Aftertaste wasn't bad. I, right, but so it was also, there wasn't a lot of sick. No, I didn't say you got sick. I said I, I felt sick afterward, like nauseous. After, I'm like, oh fuck, is that really what I ate? But no, go to go to You were correct. 
I was expecting like cow tongue or something. Mm, not doing that either. I, no, I haven't had cow tongue. I've, I had um, chicken feet though. No, no. Yeah, I had that. <laughs> squirrel. And that oh, brown that. jar. Oh, squirrel. The brown jar. Oh, that's egg feet with the brown jar. Get the fuck out of here with that. What about those freaking eggs that are at the bar that are red over in the corner? That like, right, first off, I'm sitting, but but I'm sitting at the bar. What are they called? And you're sitting at the bar and you're gonna be eating those? Yeah, man, you're gonna be getting laid later by yourself. <laughs> yeah, those things are amazing. If they're yeah, red, well, then I think that means they were like used with the sausage already, and then homemade sure eggs put in there. Destroyed. I'm gonna get destroyed when they hear this episode. But it's yeah. in that big, big glass thing with the red, and people are just eating them. Like, get the fuck out of here. Go home. They're fucking good. I mean, no, I'm not. Don't eat them at a bar, weirdo. You eat, you drink beer at a bar, and you that's it. You maybe have some pretzels and some snacks. Hell out of here with your freaking red. And you need some nasty ass Great eggs. topic, Mike. Great <laughs> topic. There could be a lot more nastier things that you can eat when you leave that bar besides those eggs. Amen. Boom. And that's why you have headphones on. And that's after that. You talk about a horrible aftertaste. <laughs> Summer's Eve can't even help that one. Oh, Everybody else, y'all tell us. Send it on Twitter. What's the nastiest thing that you've ate Food. that you enjoy? It doesn't have a name. You can't put a name to it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck names. <laughs> names right, only right. mean emotional attachment. All right, we beat this to death. You're, uh, as, as James would say, is all you got, Mike? That's it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's just keep on chomping away at this episode. My goodness, we are on a uh, roll now, and uh, I guess that brings us to today's agenda, Brad. So, uh, what is today's agenda? So, finally, we are concluding this rivalry series. That man, man, oh man, am I ready to be done with? So, well, the last two matches we're going to be doing here are Becky versus Charlotte Survivor Series 2021, and the great. Glacier versus Wrath. Great American Bash, 1997. Seven. Seven. All right, seven. I'm going to be this rivalry crap with the most garbage match you can find. Yeah, who picked that? Uh, we need to shout out the people who picked these rivalry matches. That would be Brad on that one. Your show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I guess it's Brad's show. But anyway, that's what we're doing today. And of course, the shenanigans. Back to you, James. Well, it's your show, Brad, so I'm glad that you wow. got to pick once again. Um, haven't you done, like, three of these matches in this rivalry series? <laughs> well, when we're all like, what are the matches again? I just write one in there, and you guys are like, okay, maybe that was right. I mentioned this match weeks ago, and then you brought it back up, so, so I think that's why it's on this. Gotcha. So. No, 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 not the rap <laughs> match. You can have all the credit for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just tell everyone. Like, oh, yeah. right, it was, it was all your idea, Devin. You're right. It was your nope. idea. See, James, it was Devin's idea. Just like everything else. Right. <laughs> I sometimes I really like just being a person on the show because I don't get blamed for all of this trash. Speaking of trash, boy, do we have an exciting match number? No, nah, this one's actually a really good match. All right, we're not we're not yeah. there. The we trash be drunker for that. Match. Drunker for that one. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> but. We are going to open it with a very good rivalry to very good women in a great match. It is Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch from, you guessed it, because Brad just said it, Survivor Series in 2021. 
took place November 21st of that year, 2021. It uh, emanated from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out, Jay-Z. You're welcome. Uh, had an attendance of 15,120. Had a match length of a little over 18 minutes. And Meltzer gave this one four and a quarter. Great. I, whatever. But that being said, the more important thing is how we got there. So, Devin, how did we get there? So, I think that Michael Cole actually said it best on this one. As Becky Lynch was coming to the ring, Michael Cole said this quote, The history between these two women began in July of 2015. Alongside Sasha Banks, they would begin the women's revolution in WWE. Over the years, these two women have battled for championships inside Hell in a Cell, Last Man Standing. Both were in the first ever TLC match for women. Becky eliminated Charlotte from the Rumble. Becky beat Charlotte and Ronda Rousey in the main event of WrestleMania. And here we go again tonight. So at the time, Becky Lynch was the Raw Women's Champion, recently came back at SummerSlam and defeated uh, Bianca Belair in like 12 seconds. Charlotte Flair was the reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. And for Survivor Series, the theme was champion versus champion. And that's how this match came. All right. Nice. Well, well, you missed it. the uh, the belt throwing incident thing on uh, I don't know if that was on Raw or SmackDown when they had the switch titles. Well, yeah, that was on SmackDown. <laughs> don't worry, I'm gonna bring that up, James. Don't worry. But we didn't all go way back to the Rumble, did we? Did we, uh, Devin? Uh, kinda. Becky oh, eliminated Charlotte from great it. Great job, Devin. Great job. All right, so Becky won. So we have Becky versus Charlotte. Becky's the Raw champ versus Charlotte the SmackDown champ. Becky won against Belair at SummerSlam, like Devin just said, in very quick fashion. Mike, what did you think when that happened, when um, Becky lost or Becky beat uh, Bianca so quickly? Surprise. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. There are times, Mike, when you have these dynamite drop-ins that just don't quit. And that, my friend. You knew it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. I didn't know shit, dude. I'll tell you I what did. I did know, that answer. Just came, right, she just came back. She just had a kid. She came, when she left, she was the champion. When she comes back, she's going to be the champion. What better way to do it than that'll come in and kick ass? Adam, is Charlotte the better wrestler between her and her father? Oh, yeah, that's 100%. Even he'll admit it. If you listen to this podcast, he'll tell you she's past him beyond what he ever thought he, would, he could do. He's been on, too. You can check the archives. So, James, how do you feel? How did you feel at the time about the swap of the two titles on the show because they switched brands? It happened once before, I believe, with the New Day and um, the Street Profits. No, Street Profits. Profits, That's right. Can't believe I pulled Uh, that out of my head. I mean, what? Same time, wasn't it? Same year? Damn close. Somebody will correct that. So, what'd you think, James? Uh, I mean, it, it kind of sounds silly when you think about it. I guess it's for uh, story purposes or, you know, who's going to match up with who on what brand. But it is weird to be like, this is our company. You're both champions. You got to flip them. Like, I mean, then why didn't you book it that way? <laughs> you know, like, I, it's kind of weird to think about. And they actually get credit for that, getting that other title. Yeah, because I think that, that put the New Day into a record, I believe, yeah. when they did it. 
and I heard maybe they took it back, but whatever the case is, it confuses things for sure. Devin, is there real heat here between these two competitors? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Recently, uh, around this time, there was uh, rumors going around on Twitter that there was a lot of backstage heat between Charlotte and Becky. They're just running their mouths to each other behind the scenes. Do you think it was more competitive heat or personal heat? Do we ever really know? I mean, I agree with Mike. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think so it's more competitive. I mean, all they're all competitive for the same thing. And they're, you know, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, they're all, I mean, right there. So do you think, I, th- I think it's more competitive heat instead of personal heat. I think they exaggerated it for sure. That, that's what yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll still go out there and have a beer together or something like that. But when it comes to in the ring, there's going to be, Hey, I'm I'm showing you I'm the best. I'm number one. Not gonna, not gonna be any beer with those abs. Let me tell you, there's gonna be some vodka and soda, maybe soda water, cranberry <laughs> juice. And uh, let me, Devin, and just that, going back, to, Devin, get back <laughs> to you real quick on this. I just want the people at home to understand. They maybe don't understand the whole Survivor Series thing. This is not to unify the belts, correct? Absolutely not. This is literally just for bragging rights. All the okay, champions that's... of the Raw show face all of the champions of the SmackDown show. Perfect. So that's everybody at home. Just so you understand, this is the two brands come together for one special event. It's just for bragging rights. No one is changing the titles at, in the, at this particular time, at least. So then why they the bragging rights? I don't have an answer for that, Mike. But uh, <laughs> thanks for asking. <laughs> hey, um, Mike. Speaking of you, Charlotte's out first. Does she have the best uh, entrance of any female performer? Uh, oh, help me, uh, God. Um, no, yes, no, because we got um, Naomi, Naomi with the glowing stuff. Yes, that was pretty badass. Good answer. Yeah, I'm just glad it wasn't <laughs> Alexa. I mean, that's all I got. Charlotte's a upgraded, modified Ric Flair entrance. Naomi's completely different. So with that glow so and everything like, else, you- I mean, we just had we just had a whole match compared to her entrance. Like that's technically what they did off of. Sure. You, did you did you like the braids here? Um, Charlotte's. Yeah, she's the only one. Uh, it was all right. I like no. I like the I like Becky Lynch's outfit better, but yeah, I'm not asking you about that. That's James, run through the announcers for me. This I believe this is an A list team right here. I think that they. Uh, if they were to do like a primetime wrestling thing or something, this would be the fucking commentary booth to have. And it'd be really awesome. Uh, it is, <clears throat> pardon me, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and my man, welcome back, Pat McAfee. Awesome. Love it. Uh, what did you think of, hey, uh, Devin, what did you think of Becky's entrance? Uh, Becky, she's the man. I love her entrance. And all I red. Love- it's it changed so many times over the years. What's your favorite version? Uh, the man. Uh, yeah. I just love the man. She comes Big out with the attitude stuff. with the glasses, the sunglasses. Just, you know, she's right to rock and roll. Adam, are you in the room? Okay, so we're going to go right back to you, Devin. Has, he, has she ever truly gotten her steam back from when she left from maternity leave? Uh, you mean like current day right now? Like... She was like, has she ever gotten her? Yeah, she left for maternity leave, obviously, and she was on top. Did she ever truly get her steam back from that? 
I don't believe so. Because they immediately put her as a heel, Becky. Boom. And going after Bianca, they should have pulled in all the freaking, all the publicity and all the fan favor that Becky was going to get and just wrote her as a baby face. So she, she left her, as a, the big baby face, you know? Yeah. Giving the raw belt to Oscar. So Becky in the red with her hair down. Uh, James, do you think this is the best she's ever looked here? Well, yeah, because she's a mother now, and a mother's body is just something to behold. Oh, look who's back. <laughs> but no, I, I said I'd be right back. She was uh she was looking damn good as she usually does. Charlotte was looking great as usual, but yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of had a thing. This is kind of a weird question to ask me, Brad. Put me on the spot about like talking about a lady's looks. But yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Roll tide. Hey man, oh, gotta, man. you make me out to be like a sex dialogue, you know? You're allowed this to is... find women attractive, James. Oh, this well, is one of my favorite, this is my favorite version of Charlotte. What'd you say? Uh, Charlotte looked great, like as far as physically. Uh, in the ring, everything. This is one of my favorite versions of Charlotte at, right here in this time period. Yeah, she really accentuated the butt curve. Uh, she had like a, you know, where the cheeks kind of have that good, like the, you know, the good curvature. Because women have nice asses sometimes, what? but it's not like you no, know. Now he's talking. Now, now he's talking. Okay. <laughs> the under cheek butt you curve. You asked for this, Brad. You wouldn't say that Becky was pretty, but now all of a sudden we have an ass curve. Yeah, but what about Becky? Becky's oh, beautiful right here. Both side. I've always, uh, I've always liked Becky. Okay, yeah. but you, I mean, here, this is after she had the baby, right? And right. she's a lot skinnier than she was before she yeah. left. Because she's so, big time Bex at this point. I mean, I, I, I think, I think she was hotter before she had the baby. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome for the listeners. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I mean. She just had, I don't know. You're a country had, boy. You're like a woman with meat on her bones. Yeah. So, I mean, when she came back, I'm not saying she didn't look bad. Nothing like that. It just. It was just a visual difference, right? Yeah. You can tell in her face and everything I'm trying else. to bail you out, Bubba. I'm trying. I know, but. You know who can bail him out? Me. Quick start. Look at this uncontrollable anger. Uh, this armor blocked by Charlotte. Kick to Charlotte's, uh, I don't know. Something. <laughs> Mike, uh, with this quick start to the match, were you invested early? Nope. Man, I'll tell you. No. <laughs> I was. Fucking great, man. It, fucking it, great. It added it added to the rivalry of how they've been going back and forth. It showed that they couldn't wait to get their hands on each other. Oh, I agree. But... I, I thought it was really good. That's what I was looking for, Mike. But you know what? Good, hey. good, Adam. Very, hey, very good. Don't, don't hold in the middle, like in the middle of the match, I liked it when they were sitting there on their like face to face, yelling at each other and screaming. It's just coming up, I guess. You haven't got to that point yet. But <laughs> what are you saying, James? James, oh, what do you Mike, got? Mike is Socrates, man. Like, I need to calm down on him. You know, be like, hey, get what was it? Uh, <laughs> you can't sit down if you're standing up, or what the fuck did he say? Then <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh, freaking, freaking podcast gold. Dude. Uh, right, so- <laughs> now, when I was, uh, you know, whatever, when I was editing it, played that back like five times. Check that <laughs> out on last week's episode, episode 41. Mike did is you- And on TikTok. <laughs> James, did you feel they were selling how personal this was? 
I, I don't, I, I, yes, but I don't think it was that hard to, I guess is what I, I was about to say before I fumbled all over my words. Yeah. There's supposedly there's some real heat. So yeah. Wasn't hard to sell, you know, like sell this hate. So Becky chance backbreaker by Charlotte, Adam, we know Charlotte is the better wrestler, but is she the better performer too? Or is Becky the better performer? Uh, it, it, right here. I think Charlotte has the edge be before Becky just gets over the top. Like, like, um, uh, they gonna like Seth Rollins, how they go over the top with the outrageous suits and everything. But I think just Charlotte just has the overall package. Okay. So Charlotte drives Becky's shoulder first into the post out of the ring. Devin, why do you think they keep turning Charlotte babyface uh back and forth? Um, I think Charlotte's able to easily be a babyface. Uh she can draw the crowd if they need to. And I think that she can elevate any of the heels that they want to elevate. So I think it's all about that. It's Charlotte elevating everyone else as a baby face. Devin, do you think she makes a better baby face or heel then? Heel, 100%. Charlotte Flair, any Flair. Heel, 100%. Man, I was listening to her on Busted Open recently, though. She is a nice person. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she really she, is. she knows how to work the crowd mm -hmm. to be that heel. She does. She's really good. I, 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 I much rather her heel. I'll, I'll, I'll cheer for her more as a heel instead of a baby face. She's going to be your 37-time champ one day. Oh, big that in mind. Becky going off on Charlotte. Leg drop in the back of the neck to Becky. Charlotte out at two. This is awesome chance. Mike, did you feel this was a little premature, or was it deserving this early in the match? Uh, I think the fans were just excited for what they were seeing. Okay. okay. I'll go with I that. I mean, I'll go with that. yeah. Might have been a little, yeah, yeah. They're just excited. Good. Well, it was the opening, like, I mean, you got two. You got two great performers in the ring, so they're going to be excited to see them in the ring together. Charlotte into an armbar into a pin by Becky. James, are you impressed with all the transitions, or does it make you a little dizzy? Uh, the there were a lot of smooth transitions. There were some that were a little, uh, you know, shysty to say the least, but. I, I think as long as he didn't overdo it with, like, the uh, ridiculousness of it, I think it's okay. Yeah. Big boot miss um, back of Charlotte's head, knocks Becky down. So, this big boot miss, but then Charlotte kind of backed into her, you know, it, and it looked awkward. A backwards Adam, Glasgow kiss? A... Yeah. Adam, <laughs> did you think this was a work or a capitalized shoot? Do you remember I think this? It was about 50-50. Okay. I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, but they definitely... What do you got, Devin? I think Charlotte was attempting Andrade's fake knee backhand elbow. And that's what that's my guess at it, because that's the closest thing that I thought it looked like. Mm. That's right. You do have stuff you wrote down here. Um, <laughs> hey, Devin, off of your notes, is Charlotte the greatest woman's wrestler? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All hail Queen Charlotte. 100%. Do you really think she's the best one out there? Name in one ring better world. than her. Name oh, one woman can't. in ring better than Charlotte Flair. Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Big I'm from Charlotte. There's, there's a lot of them out there. Um, I No, I can't, I can't give you an answer right offhand. Yeah, she's gonna go it's down hard. as the baddest bitch. Of all she's time. up there. I'm not saying she's not up there, but just make a list, make a list, and then we'll we'll, we'll make fun of you for it. This ain't the uh, Jericho show. 
Big boot from Charlotte. Becky sells it like a champ. Out of two. Devin, who are you pulling for in this match, by the way? Uh, Becky Lynch. I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan. I was in the Barclays Center when she became the man, and I'll just uh, – I'll always be a Becky fan. Did you know – did you know that that, um, that Whitaker was there when the NWO was formed? <laughs> <laughs> and you were there when the man was I, – I didn't know if you heard or not. Mike, what now we're all getting – What? What's what's that have to do with this match? I just want people to remember, um, Mike. Well, I, I got I got to I got to answer your other question about the uh, better wrestler, but the best wrestler, female wrestler, Go ahead. Alexa Bliss. Get the fuck out of here. Knew it. Right. <laughs> Every day, don't matter what kind I'm of so, match. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're next on my list to ask questions, Mike. Now we're getting all into the false finishes. Is this what you look forward to? False finishes. Do you enjoy that part of the match? I do to a certain point. And then there's a certain point where it's like, all right, this is getting old. So, yeah, I mean, I like it when it's like boom, 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 boom. And then they get on with the match. James McAvee is calling this as an, calling this an instant classic. And I do think it's a good match. Do you think he's overselling it here? I think he's a little uh, excited and, uh, you know, he's on a big stage and, I think he's trying to promote it. Is this the first match, like, on the kickoff or, you know, like, kicks off the pay-per-view? So, I think he's just trying to, you know, set the tone and definitely sell it, I guess. Could be a little trying too hard type thing. Yeah. Becky misses the leg drop off the top. Manhandle slam mm. by Becky. I got the I got the, the name of the uh, move right, Adam. How about that? I'm impressed. Cover. That yeah, leg I, drop I, looked I, like it hurt. It did. Ooh. Speaking of, uh, shout out to Hulk Hogan. I guess he's having some major back problems right now and um, maybe some paralysis. A lot of it having to do with that leg drop uh, that he's been did for a number of years. So uh, hopefully uh, everything works out for the best for him. Uh, Charlotte gets into the, uh, gets a leg on the rope. Nope. Now, Adam, nope. hold on. Becky misses the leg drop off the top. Manhandle slam by Becky into the cover. Charlotte gets the leg on the rope. Am I right there? Am I better there, James, now? No, okay. I, would, I have a comment. <laughs> Oh, because I was gonna say, Adam, as an in-ring yeah, performer, so. how hard is it? How hard is it to get in position, uh, the positioning right for this? It's just a little tricky. You gotta have a little bit of that. You gotta you gotta know where you're at. Because when when they start doing your training, what they'll do is one of the first things you'll do after before hitting the ropes is you'll do these forward rolls. And what what it teaches you is your position in the ring. And if you ever touch a rope, if uh, you get to the middle of the ring, they make you start over. So it's a little bit of training to know where you're going to be. I mean, it, it's you got to know, you got to feel it because you can't look up and be like, oh, there's the ropes, then throw them down. It makes it look too choreographed. Gotcha. James, what did you have to say? I'm sorry about that. Damn, that's actually really good shit. Insightful. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, Becky picks her up and does that manhandle slam thing, kind of looks like a rock bottom type move. Uh, and then Pat uh, says, uh, Shout out to Red Notice with the manhandle slam. And I thought that that was kind of like a referencing like four things at once. Like, looks like a rock bottom. Rock is in that movie. They're promoting that movie. Becky is like, you know, with the red, like red notice. Like, I thought, you know, I thought Pat covered a lot of things in that one line. So, do yeah, you, shout out Pat. Do you okay. think something like that is fed to Pat or he's prepared for it? Or do you think he just comes off it off the bat? I think, as as the kickout crew, it's just a rough outline. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't. I think he pieced it all together. Maybe they were like, "Hey, you should throw in something," and maybe he was just like, "Boom!" You know, like I could drop a nugget right here. You know, right? I mean, the guy runs his own show. I'm sure he most oh, three hours a day. Like they do three hours yeah. a day. So yeah, he's, he's got Howard the gift Stern, and he's got the <laughs> Gava Gold, which here in this match, get the Gava Gold. Love three it. hour show a day. Can you freaking imagine, guys? Oh, Every single day. Hey, I got a question. James, you brought up Red Notice. Have any of you guys ever watched that movie? Is that the one with the egg thing? Yeah, the golden yes, I've egg. Seen I've seen it. Like, uh, God, three that was ago. this pay per view, wasn't it? Yeah, Vince it was. McMahon with the golden egg. <laughs> oh yeah, that's when he gave it to oh fucking Theory Boy, the next world champ. Next world champ. They're, they're always selling us, aren't they? Always selling us. So Always. Becky, Becky woos and puts Charlotte into the figure four. Now they're brawling. A modified ankle lock is what I think Corey Graves Was it the figure four, though? Because right. was it? I, you're right. I actually started writing that and then crossed it out. Charlotte reverses the pressure at him. No, but, you know, whatever, dude. Um, more, <laughs> this is awesome, Chance. Now, Devin, at this time, was it the right time to use that? This is awesome. Absolutely, chance. I think. They're transitioning through moves. Both wrestlers were... Uh, coming on their last legs, looking like they're, you know, trying to win it all right then. It was awesome. I disagree. You, you disagree? I disagree because you could tell that when she did the figure four, it was it was messed up. She didn't okay. get it on right. She was nowhere close to it. If she was kind of close to where it can make it work, understandable. But I think she was way off on putting the figure four in. And then when they did a reversal, I mean, she just had her leg up. Is all she did. So, gotcha. But that's coming from TV. Crowd right. might have been no different, but coming from TV point of view, no, I, that. I honestly thought it was close enough because I didn't recognize it wasn't the figure four. Right. Yeah, that, that's the first thing I noticed. As soon as she put it on, <laughs> that's the first thing I noticed. All no right. Charlotte pushed off the top turnbuckle by Becky onto the floor. Char Charlotte's selling the knee. Mike. Could this be a, this could be a work or a shoot, right? When she comes off that top like that and lands on the ground and is holding the knee. Yeah, of course. I mean, yes, you know she's gonna want to work the knee, especially after being in the figure four, you know, and then coming off the top rope and laying on your day. So she's gonna want to work it anyways. Charlotte's spine first in the barricade from Becky. James, how physical has this match been? Uh, you know. Physical enough because there has been like some uh, like grabbing of the head when people are down, like punches and uh, you know slap off like on the the quote figure four move. I mean, there's been a there's been some good ones. There's probably a couple of potatoes in there. You know what I'm saying? Definitely slapping each other in the ring, clothesline by Charlotte. But James, if, I'm going to go back to you on this. How's the three man booth working? I I in this stance, I like it. I like it a lot. I think uh you know. Corey Graves and Michael Cole can do their, you know, thing. And I think Pat uh, just, like, putting the little sprinkles on the cake is fucking gold. I really like this uh, this three-man booth. I think it's, like, money. I think Pat and Corey would be a great announcing team. Like, because, I mean, you can have Pat as a as the babyface announcer and Corey as a heel, and they just kind of do the same thing at the same time. Yeah, because Corey, because Corey does know like the moves and stuff, so he can kind of take the little Michael Coleish part with him, and then just right. have Pat just like on top. Hey, I, I, like I think if you put those two on a nice team, that would be killer. 
Charlotte punishing Lynch, taking control, chopping chopped by Charlotte to a woo from the crowd. Woo! Adam, Adam, do you think Charlotte should lose the chop in the woo? No, because she's a flare. I mean, that's that's just like a remembrance of her dad. I mean, that's just you know, because she don't do a whole lot that that represents her dad, but that's just that one little thing. And she's not the only one that does it. I mean, everybody chops. I disagree that it's one little thing because the figure eight is a variation of the figure four. Yeah, but everybody does the figure four now. Everybody does the figure four. She specialized the figure eight. Everybody chops. She has the little woo just to remember her dad because she is a flair. Just like Brian Bimble would do something his, his dad would do. I think she has just enough to where it's not overboard. She's go. not taking over for her dad. She's, but she's acknowledging him. So it's not too much where she's doing everything he does. You know, she, she could do like the over the rope thing and do this and do that. But she does just enough to where she's her own person. But we know where she came from. Boom. A good answer. Becky kicked to the Brad. head off the road. Yeah, Charlotte Brad. Hey, Brad, how can we talk shit when I say a bad answer, but you can't say, hey, good answer? Well, he already beat me to it. I was about to say it. <laughs> Becky kicked to the head off the rope. Charlotte rolls up Becky, then pulls her up for a slam into a cover. Why does Charlotte keep smiling so creepy, Devin? Uh, that, dickhead. <laughs> I think it might be just because of all the like backstage rumors that they or the rumors that they had backstage heat. So she's probably just playing to the camera, being Charlotte Flair. Is that her kind of being heelish? Yeah, yeah of course. course. Great she's answer. Great walk. answer, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Becky trying to disarm her into a number of counters. Mike. Did you think this was foreshadowing for the finish? Um, repeat the question. Becky trying to disarm her into a number of counters. Okay. So she keeps trying mm -hmm. to put the disarmer on. There's counter after counter after counter. I mean, I know we're not watching the match live, so sometimes it's hard to uh, remember. But did you think it foreshadowed the finish of what was going to happen? Um, yeah. Now, knowing, like, knowing what the finish is now, not time, I think it kind of did. Yeah. I agree. Let's go, Becky. Becky sucks. Charlotte drives Becky into the corner, playing to the crowd again. Michael Cole saying Charlotte is one of the greatest athletes ever to be in the ring. James, is that what we need to be saying instead of female? Mm, uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, for the most part. But then you have to put her up there with the guys too. That, well, yeah, of course. I think she could do intergender matches. I really think they could. If you book, Charlotte I think right, she could do some intergender matches easy. She's one of the types up there with you know with like with China and stuff that could be in the ring with a Seth. Can you imagine a Charlotte Flair versus Seth Rollins? Um, like, and then Becky I mean, comes in. I know. How, I know some people feel. Oh, yeah, then Becky comes out. Ah. <laughs> then Andrade Listen. returns to WWE. Huh? <laughs> oh, a, and got random to me. Okay, even like a Cody Rose. But just she has that ring work where she can be in there with somebody else. Uh, another male or just like a China. I would definitely say she's a good athlete for sure. But I I because it's like 
yes, it's good to compare it to all the guys too, but it's also wouldn't you want to say like superior woman for that match to kind of like you're telling the story between her and Becky. That's a kind of that's a really uh that's a good one. I can't wait to hear the feedback on my answer on that. But hey, by the that's by a the real way, tough. Like out. you want to compare it to the guys, uh, obviously, because you know they're all great talent, but you also kind of want to like put her in a league of her own to the women too. So I don't know. That's a, that's a good one, Brad. That's By the way, one. shout out to Seth Rollins for the commercial with him and Becky during the, the Royal Rumble when they were at Applebee's <laughs> when he ordered the top, the top sirloin. <laughs> it was freaking with a so see-through good. shirt with a see-through shirt. I love him. He was so, who orders like that? He's I love it. Um, I'm going, I'm going to start. <laughs> please can we do that when we're top guy weekend can we all do it at one at a time i'll take a baby beer please <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that's a deep cut right there yeah man so charlotte talking shit Charlotte goes for the reverse moon. No, no, no. Just the moonsault right at him. Lands on the feet. Flips again because she misses the moonsault and lands. Now, let me ask you, is this effective, Adam, or just athletic? Both. It's just showing her athleticism and how many other, I mean, going back to what you said about Michael Cole, she is one of the most athletic people in the organization because how many people can do that? Nobody. <laughs> I, Apollo, I'll it. give it to that's Apollo Cruz and maybe Austin Theory and uh Ricky Man, that's a threesome right there, huh? Inside cradle. <laughs> Inside cradle. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> Inside cradle. Yeah, it's just a guy that does FMKs. You know, I'm saying, come on. Now. Hey, I got a doozy for you today. Charlotte show more shows more athleticism, flipping out of the ring onto the apron. With all the cockiness, Devin, is this an easy story for the WWE to tell? Oh, absolutely. Charlotte Flair, she's trying to prove that she's the arrogant top star in the WWE, that she's the true champion. Well, Becky Lynch is just trying to win, just doing whatever she can to win, not showing off like Charlotte is. Charlotte with the boot driving Becky to the floor. Moonsault off the top, onto the floor, kind of hitting Becky, referee selling. Didn't quite get it all. Uh, James, what do you got? The best. This was the funniest. I mean, McAfee and Corey going at it all night or all match was hilarious. But I fucking love this part where uh, Charlotte's climbing up the ropes. And uh, McAfee goes, uh, <laughs> welcome to Friday night, Corey Graves. And Corey goes, it's <laughs> Sunday, Pat. <laughs> and this is Paul versus SmackDown. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. That was good. <laughs> I had to that, that was some funny yeah, shit. I'm going right, right back to you, James. Disarmor by Charlotte. Now, they're going back and forth, back and forth with their finishers. James, does this have shades of WrestleMania 19 to you? Oh, convenient, Brad. Thank you for asking me that question. During a pay-per-view <laughs> where they're promoting a rock movie, too. This is awesome shit, man. You just nailed it out of the park on this question. Oh, okay. uh, I... I suppose, I mean, if Becky would have legit done a figure four earlier, or maybe she would have attempted a figure eight right now. I mean, it's a little much, I guess. But whatever. That's what we do nowadays, you know. At a Survivor yeah. Series non-title shit, I guess. 
Becky gets to the rope, chops by Charlotte. Becky rolled up by Charlotte. Charlotte has the top rope, and the ref catches her when she's trying for the pin. Then Becky does the same thing, rolls up Charlotte, gets the rope, and gets away with it for the pin. Becky taunting. Charlotte smiling. Devin, was this too good of a match for this to happen? Uh, yeah, honestly, I I thought it was kind of rough ending. Don't worry, Adam. I'm coming to you because I know what you're thinking. So, do you think this protected both of them, Adam? There you go. <laughs> I mean, because it, it, I mean, because it doesn't really show the dominant champion over the champion, so it kind of protects both the women's champions at the same time. It shows that Becky got one over one of the dirtiest players too. So, you know, it's kind of you know in a dirty way. Yeah. Well, this way, your SmackDown champion and your Raw champion. Well, and the uh, and there's legit heat, so. Yeah, I'm not doing a clean finish. Fuck you. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? But I agree with Devin, too, that this was such a good match for it to end that way. For the That's fans what happens. That's, this, that's champion versus champion baby. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that was, uh, that's the conclusion of the match. Great match. Loved it. Uh, I do have a question coming to us from Bryant Haremza, if you guys are ready. Nice. Is Charlotte versus Becky the modern-day rock for? is Austin in the women's division. You motherfucker, you planned that, didn't you? You are such an ass. Oh, hell yeah. I kind of, hey. <laughs> like, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad he didn't say Rousey or anything like that, but I would say that this has, uh, this has shades of a good rivalry, granted two different backstories, obviously. You know, but this does have Every time you put them two together, it does kind of have that big match feel, so I would agree. I got one better for you. Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha are like Rock, Austin, and Triple H. There's Triple H. Every fucking episode we have to talk about Triple H. Every <laughs> fucking time. I did that for uh, you too, James. Here we go. Mike's back all of a sudden. You mentioned Triple H. <laughs> Mike. I think it's a little premature to call it Rock versus Austin. I think they need about 10 more years, maybe five more years. For something like that, or maybe uh, I, mean, I mean, Rock and Austin had a lot more matches. like you know, real hot together for like what four years? This has been going on for what six at this time. I mean, it's you not know, like it's not the magnitude of it. I get you. It's not selling out. Fucking yeah, and it, it's also it it goes back to NXT and everything else. To me, it's like Rock and Austin were they came they came into their own separately as stars. And oh, I get you. So. We're forced to yeah. – these two, I mean, they were side-by-side side the whole time. Yeah. I think it's very different. I, I think it's very different. It will go down as one of the greatest rivalries in the women's division yeah. for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure, because they really are friends. They were part of that four horsewomen, um, Sasha and Bailey as well. None of them get along, huh? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> anyway, that is it for this match. That was a great match, a great pick by our friend Devin, D19. Send your yes, hate tweets there. <laughs> Good match, Devin. Good match. Shout out, Bryant, to the, uh, for the question. Appreciate it. Yeah, we got a couple for uh, the next match, too. Oh, yeah, I bet so, we do. Yeah, no, thank you, on. Bryant Haremza, the man who took the last picture of Vince McMahon on WWE TV. Are, you freak? Are we still selling uh, this? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> it's still the last one. You'll, you'll <laughs> He's going to be on TV again. I hope <laughs> then Bryant's got to yeah, be there and take another picture. I'm with Mike on this one. I bet there's no chance in hell that's the last picture of Vince on WWE TV. Oh, nope. yeah. He said, right, fuck. He said, fuck, Bryant. 
That ain't he ain't getting that <laughs> right. That son of a bitch got me jumping off the steps. I gotta get back there one more time. <laughs> All right, back to you. Jason. Right, for you. Hell yeah! Well, uh, glad we talked a long fucking time about that match. Uh, you know, it was a good one. And uh, as hey, long as we talk short about the next match, we're good. Giggity. <laughs> Shout out to uh, you know Charlotte Becky. To the pioneers right now uh, in the women's division, bringing it to a whole nother level, and he's still doing it. There it is. But uh, speaking of you know still doing it, it looks like Devin, you're up. So uh, Devin, what you got for us this week? What, what are you All still right. doing? Devin? So here in 2023, in about a week or two, we're gonna have the elimination chamber. So I have always been a huge fan of the elimination chamber, starting. My favorite uh, Survivor Series of all time, 2002, when it debuted, and Shawn Michaels won it all. I just want to know, what are some of your guys' favorite Elimination Chamber moments? Well, I'm going to answer this first, because I went to the Elimination Chamber in Philadelphia, which was March of 2020. Now, let's do the math here. Maybe late February or March of 2020. March of 2020. Let me tell you what happened the next week. The WWE was in the Performance Center. So you had the last live pay-per-view. Everybody there in the world, that Tuesday, colleges are shutting down. That Friday, it's in the Performance Center. So that is my memory. You know what's funny about that? Is they had a Raw. There was uh, the Raw right before WrestleMania. That was here in Atlanta. I had tickets to that one, and they canceled it because of COVID. Yeah. So So I would have been out yeah, Last so you had, that, for a you had that one, and I had I had tickets to go to the Raw, and they canceled like the week before. Oh, that's it right. I remember that. Yeah, so best and moment it was like the last appearance, of the, like, well, one of the last appearances, The Undertaker. Yeah. Like, because I, I knew that was his last match. So that's, so that's anyway, cool. That's like, that. Great moment, though, of that uh, elimination chamber for me was lights went out. You hear the bong. Lights come back on. Undertaker's in the ring. Takes care of AJ Styles. Lights go out again. That's it. That was it. But it was great. Um, so not, not a lot of big stars showed up for that, to be honest with you. There was no championship defended that night. Um, Shayna Baszler won the number one uh, contendership for the women's in that in her elimination chamber match. And we thought she was the next killer. She choked and down everyone, didn't she? Then she got rolled up 75 times for the pin after that. But she looks real happy when she takes those roll-ups, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyway, it was a fun night, and it was the last great event uh, for a long time. So that's my memory. All right, what are, what are some of your guys' other favorite Elimination what Chamber are, moments? I think one of mine would be um, the first women's one. Just because, I mean, you don't see uh, – even like with the Hell in Cell and stuff like that, at, at that time, we didn't see the women doing that. So – the first women's elimination chamber would be one of mine. I was definitely interested in that. And then another one, yeah, another one would be the first one, which was what, 02, when Tom Michaels won? Survivor Series 02. Yeah. Just because it was brand new, different match, different scenery. So those two would be my two top favorites. Nice. I like the one that was um, in Saudi Arabia with Lesnar, um, Bobby Lashley, 
Austin Theory, when he did the F10 off the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, was like F5 yeah, and he did F5 nice on the top. And uh, got ran through the pod, and that's when Lashley hit his head. Yeah. Yeah, I that, was, that was one of the better, more action-packed ones. Mm-hmm. And then I also like the one Mike's talking about with Shawn Michaels. I seen that one right there was great because it was the first one. Well, I like how Shawn Michaels come out with his tights and it wasn't even finished. Oh yeah, <laughs> just had an H on them. Had the brown tights, had like the doo doo brown tights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the new the short, short hair, like yeah. Devin's hair. He had a Devin's haircut. And he won his only world heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. James, what do you got, man? All right. You guys have skipped. I granted this is y'all's choices, and I do like that Lesnar one Adam was talking about. But uh Kofi Mania was born, man. That was one of my Whoa. favorite elimination chamber matches. No, when, uh, that's a good one. Fucking uh, Ali got injured, so they sub in Kofi. And next thing you know, the crowd's way behind Kofi, <laughs> you know? That, and he wasn't even, he was one. like an alternate. He was just going to be in there to be the guy. It wasn't E, it was um, M- uh, Mustafa. Yeah, Mustafa. Mustafa Ali. I thought you said Big E, my man. Oh, no, Ali. <laughs> I swear yeah. it said, yeah, it sounded like you said E. That's that's a good one. And that yeah, did like, give, you know, and it, Kofi. it started a groundswell of something that, you know, yeah. and that was against Daniel Bryan. Didn't Daniel Bryan beat him as the, the last person in that elimination chamber? Yeah, it came yeah. down to them, too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a good one. That one was a good one. I, I like the stories like that. Like, you know. It is, that's what catapulted Kofi that Mania. That one time. Boom. You can check out Kofi Mania in our archives. True. Yeah. Even, even if you get beat in uh, three seconds, you still won that world title. You have that on your belt. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just want to add in one of my favorite ones is, uh, I think I believe it was 2009 when Edge, he lost the World Heavyweight Championship in the Elimination Chamber and then attacked. And then there was an Elimination Chamber for the other championship later in the show and edge attack Kofi Kingston before that match and then entered himself in that one and won the world title. I, Ooh, that one was a great show. And I remember that one just from growing up, but two, two elimination chambers in one night and nobody done it, but edge. Yeah, absolutely. Good choice. Yeah. I'm just, I'm excited for it. But it's coming up in another. That's, that's my favorite match. Do, do y'all think, um, AW? Could do a elimination chamber type match. Not not call it that, but that type of match. Not right they now. Their, they got their own stuff, right? Yeah, I, I, I think they, they could. Already, they already ripped off four games. Right. Yeah, but I mean, For same sure. thing like with Hell in a Cell. WWE don't own the Hell in a Cell match. They own the name of the Hell in a Cell, but. I don't think they have enough people on top to do it right now. They don't have enough established people to have six people in there fighting for the title. True. Really? Wow. I think I it's going to take a couple more years. Really? Adam underscore Alabama. Why does it have to be for the title? Why can't it be for number one? Uh, That's even contender? worse. That means you got to put seven people. We got to have a champion plus six other people. No, you, you, if you have, if you just have the number one contenders in there. Yeah, but you have to have one as champion, then six other people fighting for number one contender. So I don't think there's seven people built up enough in AEW to be labeled as a champion. Not yet. There you go. Give him another year or two. You hear it all here. 
Yeah, I like the Elimination Chamber talk, but I think it was good. And uh, back to you, James. Thanks, Devin. Uh, That was a good good closing transition. Uh, Good question, good topic. Glad to hear from you. And uh, let's keep this train rolling. Samal to uh, Adam. So, Adam, what you got for uh, the people? All right, so I, I just something just got me. I was looking here, I hear it to outline the spirit of people telling you rude things. Is that you in particular or people in general? Because I'm you got me interested in that, so I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm because I know a lot of people who say a lot of rude things down here. I don't know if we can say it on here or not, but hey, do you not read the group chat? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a big thing. No, man, hey, uh, you know, you're, uh, <laughs> you're up, so. But, um, no, I've been kind of back and forth about what my topic is going to be because there was a certain uh, wrestling organization that did something on YouTube here recently that was just below par for the name. And then um, something else happened, but then something it hit me. Have, are, have y'all noticed how almost every organization – is relying on people past their prime to draw tickets, to draw ticket sales because NWA is using Bully Ray. And don't get me wrong, I love Bully. I love Bully Ray. But it just feels like every organization is leaning on older talent to draw ticket prices, ticket sales. And they, instead of using the older cats, they should be pushing the younger people higher. I mean, is that something do y'all feel that they're doing too much of? I think Impact did it as well with Bully Ray. Yep, they did uh, with Bully I, Ray. I, I think AEW's done it since the beginning with, with yep. Chris Jericho. And, and Moxley. WWE's not doing it now. They didn't bring out anybody at the Rumble, really, except for Booker T for four minutes. But they they're, they ended the show with their current stars. That was the main event. The main event was Sami Zayn, was, was Roman Reigns, was the Usos. But so, the last big show, WrestleMania, they used, two, they used a couple of them. Correct. So, but we'll see what happens this year. I thought they were that that rumble showed me that maybe they're not. Yeah, that was that showed me a little hope because that was, I mean, I I mean the, the women they used Michelle McCool. Yeah, that's okay. I love that. that was funny. I love how they did that. <laughs> I like yeah, that I did too. My kids love that. My daughter loved that. Lotus, she loved it. But I thought that was I, funny. I mean, I'm just noticing that every organization is starting to use the older people a little a little too much, and that's places they could be raising the newer talent. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just hope that changes here pretty soon, or we ain't gonna have nobody. We can't keep bringing back John Cena every every six months or anything. And here, another thing, they got the WWE 2K223 game coming out. Got John Cena on the front. He hasn't wrestled a damn match. He, he missed one match in one year, and he's the cover. Just to touch on that again one more time, you look at Jeff Jarrett, who's been in five organizations. As a right. in one year, I love, in one I love year. Jared. Don't get me wrong. Five, I love five, Jared. One year. Talk about relying on yeah. past talent. Um, but again, with the Royal Rumble again, and I, I, I won't say any more. I know it was two weeks ago now. But having Walter, or I'm sorry, Gunther, Gunther. go coast to coast. That is building a character right there. Yeah. That's what we're and looking. in the women's rumble, they had Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan go coast to coast, and a changing of the guard for sure. Say what y'all want to about other... Logan Paul, he might be an asshole on online or whatever. Dude is a star, dude is an athlete. Yeah, 
But anyway, I think you're right, Adam. They are, are relying on a lot of uh, past stars, to say the least. Um, hopefully that, that'll change. Bully Ray, I don't, I don't know what he's doing back, but he is a good, badass, bad guy, man. <laughs> oh, he's great at the heel. On he's that, uh, on the ad free show, uh, ad free shows, uh, Royal Rumble Zoom, when uh, Gunta came out first, I was like, hey, you guys think they're going to elevate this dude? And then an hour and 11 minutes later, <laughs> you know, he's the last thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, fair enough. By the, <laughs> you know? by the way, say- shout out to that meme with Gunther saying this is how long you tell a woman you can go and then Cardona or Chelsea uh, Green <laughs> I love that for those uh, of you who are talking about Gunther went an hour and ten minutes, Chelsea Green went one second so that's why that's pretty funny <laughs> that was, yeah, was awesome dude, with, uh, when they first showed me that I died laughing <laughs> how long I actually go that's great that was so good that's it. That's all I got out there, guys. And I'm out, buddy. Right. Well, hey, board with it. That was good, Adam. That was good insight. That was sure. great, Adam. I like it. Good talk. And I guess it's, uh, you know, time for even better talk because what better, uh, <laughs> you know, what better thing than having fun, hearing positive comments from your friends, you know, and just like, really, oh, the hair is out. Main event. Whoa, look at that head of hair. Oh, uh, I guess uh I guess I want to mention something that uh like there's a lot of times when I'm like, oh life just shits on me and people say mean things and everybody just like doesn't really believe it, like you know, oh James, you're such a badass dude. I can't believe anybody uh, that's probably me making that up. But yeah, a lot of you know, when I say that sometimes people just say shit to you and you just have to like you deal with it and go on because that's life. And uh what better <laughs> case in point than there's a couple instances that happened this week where, uh, all right. So uh, I was buying groceries and uh, I was walking out of uh, the store. I work at a grocery store, military commissary. And uh, <laughs> I'm walking out and I have a, a jug of Milo's sweet tea because Milo's sweet tea is bomb as hell. And I have two oh, 12 packs. The best. It's fucking awesome. The red label, bomb. Yes, sir. And then I have two 12-packs of Code Red because they're on sale at our store. And I'm walking out, and uh, there's this uh, bagger, Filipino bagger, who, you know, like, she's a a lady. But, you know, she's, like, uh, inviting me for drinks and stuff. I'll just put it that way. And uh, she follows me out and kind of, like, takes it in my cart. I have the little baby carts, you know, little mini ones. And she grabs it, and I was like, oh, you're going to take this all the way to my car or what? And she's, like, uh, talking. And then we walk outside and then stop. She's like, you quit drinking that shit. And I was like, what? She's like, you quit drinking that shit. So much sugar, it's all junk. She's like, that's why you're fat. That's why you're getting fatter, too. And you quit drinking that shit. You need to take care of yourself. You're young, James. You need to take care of yourself. And I was like, I'm pretty old, actually. She's like, no, you're young. You drink all that shit. You're getting fatter. You need to take care of yourself. Took my face. <laughs> like, hey, I mean, I, I appreciate the honesty, I guess. Like, you have a, you have a, a feeling, you know, don't hide it. But, goddamn, <laughs> you know. Like, when I bitch about, oh, women treat me like shit sometimes, sometimes it's fucking true. Like, it's not just me just bitching and moaning. Wham, wham. These, some women, like, treat me like absolute ass. And then uh, just say that shit just like that to my face. But here's my issue. Hear me out on this one. And I want my uh, female fans to hear me out on this one. Let's Shout say out. I walk up to that girl and go, oh, man, you drinking all that shit? You ain't gaining weight. You fucking lose weight. Uh, oh, 
Oh, women are beautiful in their skin. Oh, you're beautiful. You're pretty as you are. You don't need to lose weight. It's the guys that are assholes. You know, they need to change. You need to get you a man, girl. You're so blah, blah, blah. But then they're like, hey, fat ass, lose weight. Like, you can say that to me, no problem. But every woman is, oh, she's big and beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And then with me, it's like, ah, gross ass, why don't you lose the fucking weight? Like, I kind of really hate that contradictory thing about that. Not that that, you know, upsets me in the slightest, uh, you know. Had that one on the holster, that's for sure. But, yeah, and then uh, my buddy Brandon that lives across the street, my neighbor, uh, he tells me we were hanging out this past weekend. He's like, yeah, man, uh, such and such girl came up to me. He was like, you know, James isn't a bad-looking guy. He just needs to trim down. I was like, you fucking God, you know? And I was just supposed to be cool with that. Just, oh, you know, just like, I'm just supposed to be just honky-dory, like. You're supposed to be constructive criticism. That's what that's supposed to sound like. Yeah, boy, but that's if bullshit. I say some shit like that, oh, my God, girl, can you, oh, well, no, you're beautiful. You don't need to change. But then you turn to me and, like, hey, fat motherfucker, lose weight. Like, it's, you know, uh. This is some of the shit I go through the day to day. Like, I, when I say that people say fucked up shit to me and, like, do fucked up shit, and everyone's like, oh, no, no, that's false. It's just in your head. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's fucking not. I got a lot of cool shit in my head. You know, it's a, it's just people just come up, throw their little barbs at me, and I'm just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, take it in stride and go. You know, and, uh, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess, but it's just real fucked up how it's very contradictory. And I'm just supposed to deal with it. Like, I can't fucking express my opinion back because then I'm just woman hating. Like, man, no, fuck you. You're a bitch. <laughs> like, that ain't woman hating at all. But, so yeah. what did you say back to the lady? It was at work, man. I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> like, at my <laughs> hey, job. Thanks. I'm not going <laughs> to. Well, thanks for the advice. Hey, is, is she a worker or is she a customer? She's a bagger. Like, she, it's a different, like, it's not in the same company as me, but she. It's hard to go fuck herself. Yeah, at my job. Yeah, that'll be really, that'll fly over well. I got to go there every fucking day. Like, come on, man. You got to think about this. I will say she kind of popped off some shit like this to me one time a couple months ago. And I straight up looked her dead in the face because I wasn't having it that day. And I was like, oh, I need to lose weight. She's like, yeah, you look a lot better. And I go, well, you ain't fucking me anyway. So what does it matter? (laughs) Oh, so you can say that at work. Hey, that was a different circumstance. Oh, that's good shit, James. But yeah, I mean, just a uh, day in the life, baby. <laughs> day in the life. I got a lot of good friends. I got a lot, like, when I say like, oh, the AFS community means a lot to me because people shit on me constantly. Sometimes there's some truth to it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I don't get paid to bullshit. No. You know what I'm saying? If if you're on YouTube right now, Adam's hair is showing. Just saying. Not only is it showing, that shit is flowing. Man. I just got finished brushing it. I can't help it, you know. Well, Adam, it seems like you're packing in the crowd. I'm brushing so, uh, hair on YouTube at the Kickout Crew. So, as an in-ring performer, when you have the crowd, buddy, uh, you know it's your time to shine. Take it away. All right. So, um, this may not have been the the most athletic or whatever, however you classify your matches. But this is the match that meant a lot, meant the most to me in January. And it it just shows how people can change. And it was January 25th. It was an episode of AEW Dynamite. It was one of the most inspirational and emotional matches in recent history. Mark Briscoe was allowed to actually come on AEW and fight Jay Lethal. 
And like I said, it wasn't for nothing as far as, you know, a championship or nothing like that. It was just a simple fact that they'd let him do it for his brother, Jay. And I've talked a lot about Jay Briscoe. You know, I, I, I don't have to go in detail about all that again, but on top of everything else, it was Jay's birthday while while this, while the show was going on. So they got to be the main event of um, AEW Dynamite that night. And the crazy thing is, is Jay Lethal was on uh, Jericho's podcast. And they talked about how, how the match was made up. Uh, Jay Lethal threw out an idea like, hey, well, there's, is there any way we can have Mark Briscoe on the show? But Mark Briscoe actually went to somebody and asked if he could be on Dynamite because of his brother it being his birthday. So they actually had no idea. They, they asked to wrestle each other because they've got 15 years of history together, 15, 20 years of history together. But they trained together. They brought they were from the same area, you know, because they were, they were from Delaware. Jay Lethal was from New Jersey. So they were in the Indies together, trained together, come up together, AEW or Ring of Honor together. So if you go back and watch this match, so like I said, it was January 25th, uh, AEW Dynamite main event. It was the, um, you know, at the celebration of Jay Briscoe. It was Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. And you can see how emotional Jay Lethal was. And it's just, oh, I think it's just something we all need to watch. I think everybody needs to go watch it if you get a chance to. It was just an amazing emotional match. So that's that bit of one I that's the one I watch and I'll 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 remember that for a long time. I yeah, we all love that. Adam. What a great uh, pick. For sure. So I mean and, and uh, what are like the kind of worker Jay Bethel is. Like in the past year, look at all the matches he's been in. Yeah. Very good point. People want to work with him for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, and so I think I think he was great for it, no matter what. Uh, he's, Listening he's to busted open radio, uh, they talked about how, like, uh, uh, Mark Briscoe came out there, like just another day, but Jay Re- mm-hmm. Jay Lethal couldn't hold it together, mm-hmm. and um, that's just saying something right there. Well, they, too, they you know they they actually talk about how how in how much they the family the Briscoe family how how much they are in their faith and everything and they know that Jay Jay the brother Jay's up there. You know, I don't know how, how everybody is as far as faith and religion goes, but they are really, really strong in their religion. And they just in their hearts they feel like he's up there in a better place. And their whole family realizes that. And for the family to actually say, hey look, I know y'all donate donate money to us. But Jay's wife is the one that said we need to take up money for the family in the other vehicle. For her to say that was just that just touches me, you know, in a whole nother way, because not a lot of people do that. You know, a lot of people will hold them responsible. But not only is she looking out for the other family, she wants to collect money for that family. So that just comes to show you what kind of people the Pew family are. And to really put that in perspective is that her, her, their children really sustained some injuries here that are going to be for the rest of their lives. And she's still thinking of other people. Like, it's not just her husband that died. I mean, that, the one daughter had no feeling, you know, paralysis type. Really scary stuff. Really scary stuff. For her to think beyond that, something. We just need and more people out there like that. I, I agree. And I also read, too, 
and I, you know, I might be wrong on it, but that not only AEW, but WWE also sent a private jet from wherever they were to his funeral. So all the wrestlers that wanted to go to the funeral, you know, got on that private jet. So you had all these other wrestlers there showing their respects to him. So that, you know, shows you how much he meant to the wrestling world, like to them. Like yeah. as a wrestler, not just as a fan, but as a wrestlers, how much like he meant to them. Yeah, because- they said right after the Royal Rumble, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, they were all at the funeral. You know, and right. they actually they have they actually have it on YouTube. They have the service on YouTube and just how Mark Briscoe holds himself together and how he represents their family in you know during the whole deal is amazing. So that's another thing y'all can check out. It's all on YouTube. They filmed everything. It was at their local high school named after, I think the gymnasium was named after their granddad because he played for the Eagles, I believe. Right. And so that is just, it's just amazing how much, how, how respected these people are. But for AEW, for not AEW, but, you know, Warner, Warner Discovery for not letting the Briscoes on there. And then all of a sudden they change their heart because he passes away. It shouldn't have took that for them to change their mind. I I agree, I agree with that, but it's but I think a lot of that has to like a lot of that with all the respect that he got right after he passed away, like, all the praises he got like from everything. It was what ten years ago when he said what he said. Yeah. No, I mean, how many how many times can you say sorry in ten years? Well, if you ten, if you ten years to- is a big difference from. Then the now. I mean, if you listen to Cornette, look at it, all the P, all the wrestlers they already had on AEW that has records that that's Bob Banks exactly. that's been you know just in general. It just goes to show you how there's a double standard still in wrestling that needs to be changed. I agree. Your point. But that's just that's just a match, and like I said, the view, the funeral, the whole reception thing. It's all on YouTube, so I, I'd check it out. Y'all get a chance. It's, it's it's freaking amazing. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. Good one, Adam. Good one, Adam. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> what the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, I guess is it a... Boy, howdy. What better way to, you know, transition into a match like this, huh? So, who picked this one in our rivalry series? Oh, oh, Brad. Well, I'll be damned. We all know he's a man of poor judgment, and uh, what better way to display that than this? And uh, I know it was mentioned earlier, so let's just get right the fuck into it. It is Wrath versus Goliath. Or what? Glacier. That. <laughs> or, boy, I didn't even notice little spell check got me on that one. <laughs> I wish it was Wrath versus Goliath, uh, but my bad. <laughs> Oh, jackass. It is Wrath versus Glacier from uh, the Great American Bash 1997. Yes, that pay-per-view, and we're talking about this match. Known for a lot of things. Probably going to be better known for Goliath after this. It, uh, Great American Bash 1997 took place uh, June 15th, 1997 from, at the time, it was called the Mark of the Quad Cities 
in Moline. Is that right? Anyone know? Don't me. No. Moline, Moline. Shout out to you know that city. If you uh, are a fan and listening or watching on YouTube, uh, sorry. No, but Moline, Moline, Illinois. It had a attendance of 9,613, had a match length of uh, pretty much 12 minutes. And uh, your boy Dave, <laughs> Dave Meltzer, gave this one three-quarter star. Notice I didn't have an S there. That's about a full star too much. Three-quarter star. But, uh, you know, can't wait to get the fuck on this one, so... <laughs> We were really doing this, I guess. Yeah, oh yeah. Devin, built, Devin. How did we get there to this exciting match? All right. So I started doing research for this match, and this rivalry is all about Glacier versus James Vandenberg. So Glacier, I don't know if any of you are familiar with him. He's a martial arts expert that took pro wrestling by storm. He was top in his martial arts class and was given the 400-year-old helmet of honor by his headmaster, <laughs> David Slater. I the love a good headmaster, but I hardly the... knew her. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about, but yeah. The evil James Vandenberg was jealous of the spotlight and stardom that Glacier was gaining, so he brought in Glacier's enemy from his past, Mortis, to like take out Glacier. So throughout the next few months... Mortis was just blindsiding Glacier every chance he could, trying to screw Glacier out of chances and title opportunities and matches and everything. So eventually, Glacier would go one-on-one with Mortis at Uncensored 1997. That is when we'd see the debut of Wrath. Wrath would come out, and Glacier would win by disqualification when Wrath started beating his ass. And then, a couple weeks later, Wrath Mortis and James Vandenberg would steal the helmet of honor that Glacier. The hell had. you say? Gosh, I need my helmet of honor. Right. Exactly. Glacier wanted retribution against these two thugs and freaking James Vandenberg. So he challenged Wrath to a one-on-one match to get his helmet back here at the Great American Bash. But one day before this on WCW Saturday night a rule would be made saying that Mortis would have to be handcuffed to the post so he could not get involved in this match. And 24 hours later, here we are. How good of a feud was. They're doing shit on WCW Saturday night. Stipulations. That's how good this feud was. Hey, let's get into it because this is the match that changed wrestling. This is the match that ends our rivals list. Our entire rivals list. I didn't even think about it Hey, listen. WCW didn't have a good last day either, so neither does the rival. <laughs> so Wrath enters. Uh, Adam, are you there? Please, please tell me you're there. Really, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Great. <laughs> we have Wrath entrance with Mortis, James Vandenberg. So Wrath, Mortis, and James Vandenberg. So we have Brian Clark, Chris Canyon. Can we uh, tell me about those people, not the characters? Well, Chris Canyon, you know, there's nobody better than Canyon. So nobody, you know, nobody. But I mean, if, if y'all seen, you know, Dark Side of the Ring, y'all know what he went through, you know, back then, you know, because he, he finally come out as a gay wrestler. And back then, it was just a lot of people just didn't accept it. And he was so worried that they wouldn't 
but the thing is, I mean, they, it was more accepting then than it was maybe then, than saying like Pat, when Pat Patterson grew up, you know, back then. Uh, I, and they talk about how he's just all, he's more in his head about it and everything. And he dealt with a lot of mental issues as far as a person. I hate that he went through that. But as far as Chris Canyon, the wrestler, that man, the dude was, he's innovative. He was amazing. I mean, he could do anything. He could make anybody look good in the ring. Now, as far as Brian Clark, um, Adam Baum later. There you um, go. I, I, you know, he's still around. I think he still does some, like, I think he still does signings and whatnot. But he's just a normal big guy. I mean, he didn't stand out a whole lot over, like, Kevin Nash or the Giant or anybody like that back then. But just you just know the big guy. I mean, he was good. He was good in his own way. He he was athletic. But I just think Canyon was just the better of the group. And I don't know much about Vandenberg. Well, I didn't ask you about him. So you're okay, safe. I'm not, we're going to get to him later. So, Mike, does Mortis look like a Yay. like a, Kane, a version of Kane to you? Um, maybe not a version of Kane, but I'll say more like in today's thing, uh, Luchasaurus. Okay. They are handcuffing Mortis to the ring post, as you were saying here, Devin. Uh, Mortis gets out of them very quickly and basically lets them do it again. Devin, do we have to give a pass here because this is live TV? Oh, yeah. You never know what you can what can happen with handcuffs. We've seen that a couple <laughs> years ago when Kevin Owens faced Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. And Roman got stuck with the handcuffs, like under the metal thing. <clears throat> so then we have Glacier's entrance. Raymond Lloyd is his real name. James, this is a hot topic on 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff. They're going for the video game world here, Mortal Kombat. Do you think, and now a lot of times Conrad has says it is, but I want to know what you think. Do you think this was too late, and could actually the video game concept work today, though? Today, uh, maybe a little much. I mean, I know, uh, what's her name? Uh, fucking Vega came out, like, cosplaying some type of shit, which that's yeah. cool, I get it, whatever. But back in this day... That was like if this was like '95 and they were doing this match. Oh, all day you're selling this out. But the fact that they're, uh, you know, because I even wrote this has video game written all over it. Like that's one of my notes in there because it really it looks like uh, like if you bought Mortal Kombat off of Wish.com <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> that's what this kind of looks like. And uh, I do want to shout out the intro to the pay per view. I don't know if any of y'all watched this. The little like video that was terrible. Though I don't know what's worse, that little montage thing at the beginning of the pay per view or this match. So here we hear a backstory of Glacier Adam, not, not the gimmick, but his real actual backstory. With the character of Glacier telling the real story, is this a disconnect? It is a little bit because, um, like, didn't even Mike Tanay talks about it. You know, he says that that um, Mortis is like a skeleton from his past. Back when he, but back when they used to fight, and it, it, it's, I think they went a little bit too far into detail about it. I mean, I know we got to have a little bit of reality and stuff in our wrestling, but I think it was just too, too much, too far right. into detail. Yeah, because they did a lot of reality hard. stuff, but they didn't mention like why he's Glacier. Like they went right. through all this bullshit, and then, the, but what, what he get like trapped in a snowstorm? Like why did he turn into Glacier? Like they didn't. <laughs> that's they yeah, that that's what out. I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. That's a very good point. And I'm going to get to it later about the backstory of the other one that they do the clear, like 
So we'll get into all that too, because you're right. Why is he Glacier? When you're when you're yeah. talking about his background in the martial arts, and you're talking about his parents, like okay, you do so you do everything. Exactly you explain yeah. everything except for the fact of why he's named that. Why are you an Ice Man? Why are you an Ice Man? Right. Yeah, I, like, I mean that. Yeah, James said that that's kind of a knockoff of Mortal Kombat. It's the character Sub Zero, like mm-hmm. it, right. Like, do, do y'all think um some of that could work today? No, that probably in AEW could. I think it could. I, I think, think it could. could. What you had a freaking dinosaur? We got we got Lucasaurus. Yeah, oh, yeah. We y'all have shit on that so far. It depends what character you it. use. Yeah. We had a character straight out of Red Dead Redemption and Hangman Adam Page. Nope. You get the fuck off God. Ugh. So do you think it's, it was the I don't know, so many so many things hit my Mike, mind at once Vincent. Mike, I think you're right. I think it's not just the gimmick, but it's the guy in the gimmick, right? Yeah, but were they not for 30 years, brother? Good, decent wrestlers. I mean, you think the gimmick kill, killed the wrestler? If you trotted that shit out right now, every single one of y'all would make fun of it, and you know you would. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm not not saying this will work. I believe if the right character and the right person, it could work, but just this didn't. This didn't work. Okay, but if they did not have this gimmick, could that wrestler work today? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because Cody puts over Ray Lloyd. And, and it's funny we picked this match because I just watched WWE The Bump and uh, Ron Popola actually had a Glacier shirt on during the show just this, just as we record, he had it on yesterday. So right. he's wearing the WCW Glacier shirt and here we are talking about the stupid match. I just <laughs> thought that was funny, the timing of that. I mean, I think they had good uh, ring work, you know, so well, if they didn't like, have that the best gimmick. Who had the best costume? Glacier. Mortis. Mortis looked awesome. Oh, oh Mort- yeah, good. Mortis is awesome. But, I mean, out of wrath in Glacier, I think it was Glacier. All right. Come out so, there. Devin, any chance that Mortis <laughs> does not get out of these handcuffs? Uh, if you know anything about wrestling, he's breaking out <laughs> of those handcuffs. <laughs> Something's happening when those handcuffs come off. But most importantly, James, who are the announcers? Oh, man. I thought we'd never get there. We're over here fucking, you know. Hell, I think I got a green belt just talking about this match so far. Uh, <laughs> the the video version is well worth checking out. <laughs> That's what they did. Oh, you look like the a wish. Are, you look uh, like the version of Mark Briscoe come out of Wish. Damn right. <laughs> Two ninety nine, baby. Two ninety nine. Chicken Junior. Two ninety nine. On commentary is Tony Schiavone, <laughs> Bobby Heenan, and the Professor. They bring him out to you know try to give some credibility to this old Mike today. Perfect. Dusty Rhodes is a he's a commentator during this one too. He didn't he didn't yep. say nothing no. And no, not during this match, but for the pay per view, he's mm-hmm. he was commentator during the pay per view. Yeah, there was a spot. When Raph came, he was on the apron and he did like that moonsault or front flip, whatever. What the fuck we doing? <laughs> it's not how the show yeah. works. I didn't see it. Damn, like, I didn't see one, one move in this match, asshole. Hey, hey, I didn't see not one damn moonsault. All I'm saying is, when you get that spot, talk to me because I got something to say about it. 
Wrath <laughs> chops and strikes to Glacier. Very impressive. Glacier using martial arts in the ring. Kick to Wrath onto the floor. Adam, early in the match, I don't see anything wrong with the in-ring. Is it just a gimmick that is turning you off? Amen. 100%. Okay. Glacier crossbody to Wrath out of the ring. Um, striking Wrath. Kick to Wrath. Mike, is James Vandenberg adding anything for you as a manager? No. He's Man, there. I'll tell you. Three for three. He's there. I, I wasn't watching it this time, so I, I'm just watching this pay-per-view. You so weren't I don't watching know. in 1997? I was watching it, but not like all the time. I was watching WWE. Man, man. Yeah, on the other TV show, we had a dude slamming beers and fucking hating yeah. the boss. And on this exactly. one, we have a... I watched one and recorded the other. There's or a 400-year-old helmet. Yeah, no. <laughs> I had to watch one or the other. I was watching WWE. Wrath Let me weigh in on James first. Vandenberg. I, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Okay. I did watch WCW for that first hour before WWE came on, but this was a pay per view, so I didn't watch. Yes, it. Evan. So that great hey, James Brad, Mitchell. Why do you guys talk so much shit about me? I don't know. Father <laughs> James Mitchell. He is the manager, the father of Abyss in TNA for his in like first five years. That's what he should have stayed with. Well, he wasn't there yet. To be on the show or not come on because we're such dickheads to him. And now today, Father James Mitchell is in the NWA as father of Judaeus. Perfect. He's run a whole heel faction there. So glad you know all about NWA. Yeah, he made you guys watch it Tuesday night. Wrath head first. Hey, no, he didn't. Wrath head first into the steel steps. Devin, Mike Tanay tells an extravagant story of Mortis wrestling in some unsanctioned matches overseas. Mortis, not Wrath, by the way. And they and they say they came back because Glacier is his nemesis. Devin, who writes it? De- Devin, who writes this shit? And were you buying any of it? <laughs> Use I your mean, words. It's a fun story. It's uh I think that uh James Mitchell and all the guys in this were probably the ones writing it. Maybe with Kevin <laughs> Sullivan to help. But I, I think Sullivan had a lot to do with it. The devil. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's creative I don't know. for it's sure. Just, so the, the, the reason I'm saying that is what we touched on just a few minutes ago was that we have this real life story of Glacier, but then we have this bullshit story of Mortis. You know, <laughs> that that's the disconnect for me. You're telling the real life story. No idea why he's Glacier, but we do know why Mortis is Mortis. Just heads up. But he's not the one wrestling. Wrath is. What the fuck? At least they had a story for someone in this. But why? If the if the real story is Mortis, why is he wrestling Wrath? Well, the story was James Vandenberg. That's the <laughs> real already, story. He already had a match with Wrath in the past. Who did James Vandenberg ever beat? Vandenberg no. was coming in to take retribution on Glacier. That's why he brought in Wrath and Mortis. I feel like this guy started writing a book and just got a quick ending. You know, it's like, we're going to write all this shit. This doesn't make any sense. All right. So anyway, James, uh, uh, Nick Patrick is the referee. Do you think this is one of his top five moments? Oh, yeah. I think this is a, you know, you know, we actually had a Zoom watch along with Nick Patrick on this uh, fucking, this was such a good match. After shows did a watch along of this match, uh, you know, and it sold the house out. Oh. Oh, oh, wait a minute. No, no, that wasn't this one, was it? Huh. I'll be damned. 
That's so awesome. Great job, James. We're poking. Some, we're obviously poking some fun here, but forget the Gaga in ring. What is lacking here, Adam? Oh, uh, story. Um, uh, physical ability. Um, they had a story. Did you not hear? No, I had a <laughs> story. not a comic book story. Actual story. Just they were just doing kicks and stuff, and right. it just. Yeah. I think it was just. Nobody was invested. Distraction from Mortis. Wrath looking for the power bomb. Wrath drops Glacier on the rope. Mike, was that the best spot so far? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like up until now, hey. we've just had what? Armbar. 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 Kicks, punches. Jake. So Side we had a snapmare, <laughs> snapmare from Wrath. Devin, Chip Wrath came in. Wrath came in in full costume, Kick but the in the ball. ring, he was shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but in the ring, he was presented differently. Did you forget that he was in character at this point? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. He does look different than the other guys because, like, he, he takes it off and he's just wrestling in tights. Like, he just seems like a normal jabroni out there wrestling Glacier. Whoa. Mm. Long. Long vice grip sleeper kind of move uh, for a while by Wrath. Shivani mentions that Nick Patrick's probation is almost up. I just I have nobody to go to on that. I just wanted to mention that. Hey, maybe uh, maybe that's a reason he's wrecked right on this match. <laughs> he was on probation. Maybe this is like, a punishment. Probation for all his shenanigans, if you know what I mean, from you, being such you a, get charged like a like a drug charge or something. Just he's yeah. What exactly did the probation entail? Yeah, is it storyline probation or is it real probation? <laughs> like, what, yeah. yeah, he was allowed to referee. So what's a, right? Work, that was fine. work release, man. They promote that. Yeah, yeah was, it was relation. wasn't it after the the Hogan Sting deal where he bought the finish? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, no, not yet. But the but the point that is, he's true. on probation, but he's not in trouble really. But. He's still doing his job. I don't know. Glacier misses again. Wrath's just standing in the ring. Then a fall away. Fall, they then fall away from the apron by Wrath. Wrath on the top rope. Lariat off the top. Wrath dominating. Is that what you wanted to talk about, Mike? Or No, because he just... Okay, good. At, Adam, are they at least telling the story in the ring here? Uh, Sure. We can call it that. Yeah, why not? Man, I'll tell you. When I get Glacier on next week, you guys are going to no, be sorry. Like, Dude. Yeah, how? Boy. Hanging from the rafters on this one, Brad. Hanging from the fucking rafters on this one. Choke hold yeah. by Glacier. Wrath backbreaker. Wrath taking too long on the top. Misses the elbow. Mm -hmm. Mike, was this something you would have called when he misses that uh, top rope spot? Like, did that look telegraphed to you? I'm like, hell, he missed that elbow. And now he's getting fucked. <laughs> I mean, what else can he that do? That was the call, actually. That was the call. Yeah, I think Mike was there, but he wasn't watching though at the time. Uh, Glacier leg sweep, back body drop ish by Glacier for the ish forearm, ish. forearm shot by Glacier. Ah, uh, yes, because it wasn't that good, right? No, it wasn't. Was any anything in this match good? Hey, oh, there it yes. is. Yes, it was okay. Devin, is this the most methodical match you've seen since the Harley Flair match? It's definitely full of two characters that seem like a myth, if that's what you're asking. Huh. Boom. 
Wrath side suplex. Glacier <laughs> yeah. bumps the ref, causing a, Glacier bumps the ref, causing a slip on the top by Wrath. James, tell me how the announcers are doing, and also tell me how the crowd reaction to obviously a match that maybe not everybody's excited to see. I am glad you worded it that way. <laughs> so, of course, the uh, announcers, you know, you're, you're selling shit. Sometimes it is what it is as an announcer. And uh, it's hard to, you know, really uh, sell this match. I mean, they're doing the best that they can. They're doing professional shit. Tanae is obviously, you know, trying to do his part. Bobby is definitely just like, he didn't go out of his way to shit all over it, which, you know, is professional. He kind of stayed the course because, you know, in his head, he wanted to be like, this is ridiculous. But the crowd thing, I'm glad you brought that up also. Because in my notes, I also have uh, multiple times old Vandenberg or, you know, James Mitchell. I'll just say it that way because I know him more as that. And I didn't even watch anything. That's strange. But, uh, uh, yeah, old James Mitchell just kept slapping the mat. Did y'all notice that? And no one <laughs> fucking cheered it. He did it like three or four separate times. And each time he was like slapping the mat, trying to get the crowd into it. It would maybe catch on like one or two times, but like in one no, section, yeah. the crowd never fucking picked that up at all. <laughs> so so that, we have that's a... all you need to know about this match. <laughs> Superplex by Glacier. Mortis. The only pop Patrick. of the match was that. Punches Mortis, belly to back by Wrath, both down. James Vandenberg distraction. Mortis slows, throws Glacier. Mortis throws Glacier. The chain by accident. Okay, so Mortis throws Glacier the chain by that accident. That was a great emphasis on that sentence. <laughs> because I was reading it wrong. Throws Mortis, <laughs> the chain by Mortis accident. throws Glacier. The okay. chain by accident. <laughs> It sounds like Glacier's I'm, nickname is like the chain. I'm reading this like, what the fuck am I trying to say? So Mortis throws Glacier the chain by accident because it goes over Rath's head. Over his head. Read it as a whole sentence. Glacier wraps <laughs> it around his fist really quick. And then Gla- Gla- Glacier, Glacier pushed Rath forward. It's mm-hmm. why it went over his head. And that's why mm-hmm. the chain went over. The ref's distracted. Glacier hits Rath with the chain. <laughs> But somehow, Wrath stays on his feet for a minute. We miss what happens after that because they're showing something else. They're showing Vandenberg. We don't oh, even know yeah. how. What's he, what's he doing to Nick Patrick there? That's what I'm saying. He, he's he's playing his movement right there. Like, that looks see, a little questionable what they're doing. We don't see Wrath go down. We're Digging for the keys. You know what I'm saying? Digging for the keys. Uh-huh. Then so Glacier somehow gets the pin because they're, they're both just down. Like, we don't know how he got knocked down because he hit him with the chain, but he didn't fall from that. So then he just pins him. Vandenberg uncuffs Mortis. There's a very slow, methodical double team here. The handcuff, they get the handcuffs. They handcuff Glacier. A lot of just standing around. No, I, I, probably, I, I turned it off at the one, two, three. Oh, no, no, no. We're oh, man, the post-match is something so, crazy. Yeah. So then the assault happens. Adam. What, who had which one of them has the beef here? I don't know. I fell asleep at this point. Right. So, <laughs> where's the beef? Shout out, Devin. Are you intimidated by this uh scary looking ref crew that got this thing broken up? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The refs are always intimidating them and their bow ties. All right, so I'm gonna end with this question, James, because Mike stopped watching here anyway. I although it was. It was basically three on one. Is it still yeah. okay for 
the baby face to win by hitting someone over the head with a chain? Or do you think they should overcome a different way? But no, it's three on one. They got to win somehow, some way. It depends, really. I mean, this wasn't really that big of a match. Like in a marquee match, I guess you can kind of make a uh, he cheated to win type thing. But in this match, I mean, <laughs> whatever. Like, whatever. And then they did the handcuffed him to the ropes, then started to jump him. No one came out to save him. So then they just unhandcuff him and then just go off. Like, it was the weirdest, like, post-match thing of all time. Like, wouldn't you still it just – It seemed like we just – didn't we just see the handcuffing to the rope thing? I, yeah. Well, that's just it, Devin. Do you think that um, the bloodline got their idea from his? Oh, yeah, they had to have. I mean, when you see James Mitchell with the handcuffs, handcuffing Glacier, I mean, it has to be where the right? where that, Paul Heyman got his idea. <laughs> And another so, thing, Devin, was this your favorite Wrath match? My Ooh. favorite Wrath not, match? I'm not talking Canyon. Wrath. Oh, wait, he was Mortis. I... <laughs> Mortis. Yeah, I'll give it to him. This this is my favorite. So, Chris Canyon. Yes. Mortis. Which, Mortis, whatever. Do y'all think he could have been something big today? Yeah. I yeah. thought he had the right look. Hey, man, Mike, uh, awesome. Yeah, he could have. He had the right look. You think he had the like the right ring work? Oh yeah. He could, he could go in the ring. I'll tell you, man, what a sad story that was. And like we, I know you already talked about it a little bit, but I didn't really know how big it was until I saw the Dark Side of the Ring episode. I mean, I knew him, but I didn't know all mm-hmm. that, man. And then James Vandenberg was in that whole episode. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some, somebody like him right now, <laughs> if if he was his age right now, and like in this world, whether AW or WWE, I think he'd be a maybe not world heavyweight champion, but he'd be a mid card champion. The just the impact alone that he's had on some of the guys in the business, like the Young Bucks and Brian Cage, sure. like, I think he would flourish in today's work. I, I say, agree. you look at Brian Cage, he's a big guy that moves like all crazy. Like that's, I get pissed I mean, off uh, that he doesn't get a bigger push. I, I put it on uh, I have Twitter no idea yesterday. why. I don't know if people think, of, oh, he just roided up freak, like, which he's not, but like the looks. Andrew Hermes thinks why he's, he's not getting the freaking biggest awful. push of all time. He went off on me. Andrew, I mean, Andrew's my buddy. He was just said that he just doesn't think he does anything right. But he is injury prone. He did, that was one thing I did yeah. take from what Andrew told me. But um, I do. Yeah, I'll tell he, you what, though. He, I, how often did he get that injured? Because he was out there trained, like when they did the, what was the fucking movie they did? Ready to Rumble? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? He was the one doing all the stunts. He was the one that was training all of them to do that. He wasn't right. that injury pwn for it. He, he got what he got because of what happened to him. Right. Hey, this was uh, also- uh, two matches we covered with uh, three-man boots. Yep. But I also want to mention, I thought Brian Clark, even though he had this role of wrath, I, I thought he was an impressive looking guy out there. I, he was a big, big guy. I think he could, he had like kind of almost like that, almost as tall as Diesel out there. Uh, you know, he obviously did. he's and not Kevin Nash, but he was almost as big as him. He was an impressive guy. He's He looked he overpowered, think, Glacier. You think he could have worked today? Yeah. Then that look, yes. But and he that needed to do more like, than – what what you seen on TV when you watch that pay per view come up today? When I see when I see Brian Adams, I see Lance Archer today. 
But what about uh, the Omos? Uh, Omos. Whatever the fuck. Wow, well, that's like add another foot to Brian Adams. Yeah, but he's big. He's powerful. Wrong court. Well, Sorry. Wrong, wrong, one. One. wrong one. Yeah, I got confused. I'm looking at my notes if I read it wrong. <laughs> I was just yeah, calling are we doing questions or something? Just doing right now. No, it's just me asking a question, like asking the difference between the two. Omos so can't wrestle. Couple- the other one's can. Boom. I do have a couple uh, questions. They're not uh, major questions, but Bryant, um, actually, Bryant's question isn't a question at all. It's an F Mary podcast. It's an F Mary kill, Bryant Haremza, between Grazier, Wrath, and Mortis. I have an F Mary kill coming up, Bryant. I mean, it's kind of, what, what is this, amateur hour? <laughs> hey, there's been, a, there's been a. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. And then. Um, well, I was the, never mind. Go ahead. The Hillbilly Hill. Uh, Says, does tugboat beat glacier or would glacier sink tugboat? Boom. Boom. Titanic joke. Glacier sinks tugboat. All right, guys. Thanks for playing. I wish he was in his prime right now. You wouldn't fuck glacier because it's too much. Yeah. Do you you think the gimmick hurt him? Yes. 100%. Is that. Is that what hurt him the most? I mean, I think so. I think we've uh, discussed that. All right, I just want to yeah. put an end to this rivalry real quick. Uh, two months later, uh, Glacier and Ernest the Cat Miller would lose to Wrath and Mortis, and Glacier would never be seen on Nitro again. There it is. Said, Thanks a lot. You, I'm tired of losing. That was his first and only ever loss. So he lost one time and he was out and done. Glacier's the OG Goldberg. What a fucking dick. Oh my, I was not going to say that after you wrote that down. I was not saying that. Dick. Uh, I'm, I'm a lo- oh, I'm losing. I lost. I ain't never coming back. Ladies that and gentlemen, is. Drunk Mike has entered the building. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I hey, was what better way to keep the you. jokes flowing? Hey. God. Hey. Damn, we've talked about this enough. <laughs> no, the only thing that would have happened, like that would have been greater than this, is if Goldberg would never showed up after Kevin Nash beat him. All I can say is this. I can't wait for Mike's meet minute. Back to you, James. Oh, my, my. Adam, please, God, <laughs> save this episode with some jokes. It's the hottest rising section in wrestling podcast today. It's not even wrestling. It's Adam with a waka waka waka. So Adam, man, get us a laughing again, cause uh, I'm about, we're all froze on that last match. Oh, I just rolled up the son of a bitch. Do you have the joke oh. one? Okay, good. That was the wrong one. I got it. Yeah. Oh, it didn't disappear. Boom. No, I actually found it. It went behind the bed somehow. Oh man, so um. You know, it's a couple of things that I was looking over. And uh, this one kind of caught my eye. And it says, you know, I was in bed and I said to myself, hey, Siri. What? All right, so let's try this again. I think drunk Brad just showed up. But uh, I said, I was in bed and I said to myself, hey, Siri, why am I so bad with women? 
Well, she said, this is Alexa, dumbass. <laughs> oh. So I think I answered my own question. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Got right, so God damn it, that got all over Devin. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> I was reading over my emails the other day, and I got an email that explained how to read maps backwards. It was spam. <laughs> yeah, I like that one actually. All right, so this is this is more of a thing that I realized I was reading about it, and it said humans are afraid of getting bit by spiders, even though humans have more teeth. But spiders are afraid of getting stepped on from humans even though they have more legs than humans. Mm. You ever realize that? I've never thought about that. Until you read it, you're like, oh, damn, that makes perfect sense. Right? Why do you park in a driveway? They drive in a parkway. There we go. Makes, I like that one. That's, that's, that's an old one. That's a good one. Right. And Surprise! One. Oh, wrong week. <laughs> All right, so... um. I, I I was thinking about stuff in the past, and I realized my Viagra addiction was the hardest time of my life. Uh, uh, <laughs> shout out! <laughs> yeah. So I, I liked that one. I figured I didn't with that one. That was a pretty damn good one. I do like that one. So I'm, I'm gonna keep it short. That. I'm gonna keep it short with four today. Oh yeah, keep it keep it a hard four. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, you hit something way hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, the, oh yeah, I hit Owen Hart. Sorry, Lash. Adam, <laughs> you got to take the beanie off in your segment, man. Give the give the people what they want. You can put it right back on, and we'll just keep flowing. There it is. The hair is a flowing. There we go. Welcome to the kick up. Not time to get cut. Well, hey, everybody loves Adam's hair. It's over. Some would say, uh, you know, they want to fuck him because of his hair. <laughs> what better way to say You know, Adam's hair is out. Brad, take it away. All right, so I was actually going to do, because of the Wrath and uh, Mortis and all and whatever other guy, Glacier match, I was going to do um, the Mortal Kombat edition of this. Man, I am not doing it. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not doing it, because I couldn't pronounce half the names, and I didn't want to look like an asshole. So we're just going to gimmicks. So for women, it's a little more complicated. They're not as stupid as the man gimmicks. We're going to go with silly man gimmicks, but we're going to go with the women gimmicks as well. So I want you to remember, you got to, if you're going to do this, you got to do it in gimmick. Don't, I don't care who's playing them. It's the gimmick, Mike. So. I'm going to have to tell you who it is with the one, and then I'll tell you what the part she played. So it was Daphne. She played the governor. Alexa Bliss plays whatever demon that is. <laughs> and then oh, I read yeah. the IV character from right to censor. Devin, Ivory from right to censor. Remember when Ivory was right yeah, to yeah, censor yeah, yeah. with the glass? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Everybody remembers that. Yeah, look, what was Adam, the first Adam, one Adam, again? Daphne. She she has recently passed, but uh, she played a nice part at Governor. You might want to okay. Google that real quick, huh? <laughs> yep, I remember Daphne. I, right. Yep, she Great. was psycho, crazy. That gimmick was nuts, and I think that I'm gonna have to marry that. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> then it's going with Alexa Bliss, that demon character, and 
till I've seen all the freaking black goo come out. She's uh she's gonna be the fuck. And then I'm sorry, but Ivory, I can't stand that theme music. And if you're gonna play that every time we go to bed, what? you're gonna have to be killed. All right, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> we know my answer on this one. I'm marrying oh, yeah, Alexa Right, but it's not um, Alexa Bliss. You got to marry the demon. All right, so let's remember that. Um, She's never married Alexa Bliss. Bliss that, then I can fuck her all day, every day, any day, every you day. You know that doll's. You know that doll's going to be there, right? I don't give a fuck. Alexa okay. Bliss is there. I'm good. Okay. You're good. <laughs> it, it can watch. It can watch. Hey. Oh, it's I'll gonna put watch. I <laughs> put a bonus in, you know, and then you uh, you talk to her like the fiend, you know. Let me in. Let me in. Yeah, and then he's gonna right. Oh, Alexa Bliss, number one. Yeah, top. Sorry, you're marrying her. Great. Yep, marrying her, and then we got Daphne and who else? Ivory from Right to Censor. Oh, Ivory's dead. Ivory's dead, and Daphne, I'm fucking. I'm fucking with Alexa Bliss because Alexa Bliss is going to be great with me having that way. And yep. Perfect day for me. I want to throw you a curveball. Ooh. I can hit it. Right, so I'm, I'm effing Daphne, the governor, effing her because Psycho, just like Devin said, I love that stuff. Um, I'm marrying Ivory. From out the censor because I love the uh, the librarian top look with the oh yeah uniform glasses, and I'm killing Alexa Bliss's demon whatever because oh fuck you I don't want that <laughs> I don't I don't want me and her to be doing whatever and the doll come and kill me but I'm back. Very good, very good, Adam. The doll is gonna join. That's all I gotta say. That's the yeah, last right. you you not just, <laughs> that is not you just helping, made it weird. All right, James. So, I'm marrying Alexa Bliss because, uh, hello, you know, I know you're married, or I'm sorry, whatever, whatever demon. I mean, hey. She's never going to be normal again. Well, here's the thing, Brad. <laughs> Women are fucking nightmares most of the time anyway. <laughs> so, you know, oh, you might as well. You hear that, ladies? Be single. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because he hates women. Yeah, there it is. Comes back full circle. Hell of an episode right here. But no, uh, you know, nah, it's just a joke. But uh, aren't, aren't all women kind of sort of possessed? <laughs> so I guess this Alexa character is good. Uh, I'm gonna go with the the right to censor. Uh, you know, because there's something about a like a just a straight up bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like you just like, like an anger <laughs> bang. There, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of an anger bang. Like, cause I'm kind of a you know I wouldn't say I'm the right to censor type of person. And then like uh, you know you like it's an opposite track type deal. And I'm like gonna anger bang her. You know, so that's cool. And I guess I would leave Daphne on the outs. Uh, no disrespects, but yeah, anger oh, banging right way. to I'm anger banging right to censor really number good. one. That's like that's awesome. Anger banger. <laughs> yeah, right. We've all been there. You know. Uh my answer is very, very angry Hashtag angry bang. Yeah, if you guys would also fuck Ivory from right to censor, drop a hashtag anger banger on this episode. Anger bang, not banger. Just anger bang. 
So I, for similar reasons, it don't fucking matter. Yeah, hell, drop them both. You got 140 characters, drop them both. Yeah. I, um, for the very same reasons for Adam almost, I'm killing Alexa Bliss. What? Fuck you. Yeah, I'm killing Alexa Bliss. Well, I'm killing the demon, whatever it is, with the dog. Me and Mike joining that cult. (laughs) We met Um, married. I I like the crazy woman. You're you're doing what, baby? You're praising the devil? All three of them are crazy. (laughs) All three of them are crazy. So let's get that out of the way. All three of them. The characters. Uh, I'm going with the governor. I'm going to bang the governor. Fuck the governor. And I am marrying Ivory, the right to censor Ivory. Because I want the strip tease at night from the glasses and the bun. I want it to come down. I want the glasses off because she gets freaky at night. Ooh, the bitch the always, freaks come the bitch out always at night. You would. Librarians, out shout out. <laughs> All right. So let's go to the gentleman. Oh, y'all can both take off your glasses and not know each other. Like you can't see each other. So it's even better. Like you're sleeping with. It's even better if she can't see me, right? Boom. Let's go with the men. And this is going to be. Well, I would like to say the word hard, but y'all think it'd be hard after I name them. Repo man. So these are bad gimmicks. I love repo repo man. We're fucking the job though, right? Oh yeah. Like we're fucking the gimmick. Yeah, oh yeah. Gotcha. Isaac, Isaac Yankum, DDS. <laughs> and finally yeah. Disco Inferno. Devin, Ooh. let's go, buddy. <laughs> All right. Yes. So I'm gonna start gonna with Adam's answer on this one. I got this easy. Isaac Yankum is who I'm marrying. Free Most dental work for Adam's life. Hell yeah. Free dental work for life. That's who you're marrying. <laughs> I'm fucking. <laughs> your answer. I'm fucking disco because he's got that disco fever. He probably boogie onto the bedroom. You know what I mean? Not a process of elimination. Nothing against you, but I don't want you to steal my underwear or something weird. So repo man. You got to go. <laughs> Great answer. Hey, repo Stephen. underwear? I don't know what he repos. He, he repos Bret Hart's jacket. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> All right, Mike. I'm here to collect on those boxers. Load them up. <laughs> He's still on Macho Man's hat. Will you shut the fuck up so I can talk? Oh, yeah. You just <laughs> finished your <laughs> beer, dude. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> You just swallowed your beer like you've been waiting to talk. Remember when he was the mute of the show, as he was called? That those days are over. I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry the repo man. You know why? No. Because he, he he's gonna repo your shit, and it's gonna belong to me. That's good. Ah. <laughs> you took and mine, then, uh, you asshole. You what? <laughs> That was my reasoning, you asshole. Oh, he, he said, repoed he your took, idea. He hey, Great minds think alike. Took your asshole. And then um, you said we got repo man. <laughs> you repo your virginity. <laughs> That's fine. He can he can repo that all he wants. <laughs> all he wants. Boy, who else we got? Repo man. Isaac Yankum, Disco Inferno. Oh, fucking killed. Uh, disco in front of, and I'll fuck Isaac Yangham because he's the mayor, and I can. Uh, uh, he's not the mayor. He's just a scary dentist. Oh, oh fuck! I still fuck him because <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck disco in front of. Fuck him. That's I'm, all he does. I'm him I'm effing I'm effing disco. Cause he can shake his booty, baby. He can shake that booty. 
So we can have a lot of fun there. I'm marrying Repo Man because he can repo all y'all's cars and I'll be driving y'all shit going down the road, baby. Like, repo Dan that oh, 09 Ford Taurus. Yeah, I'm going to repo <laughs> that shit. Pretty spacey, then, but yeah. 6'4 and Paula. And then I'm killing Ozzy Yankum because he's just got a dirty mouth. I don't want to be no ah. near that. Uh. You got a dirty mouth. All right, James. So. Is Isaac Yankum a legit good dentist? Or is he gonna just going to fuck up my teeth, though? I, I think he's an evil. Well, we don't know. We have not seen in any of his work. That's what I'm saying. Like, he is. We saw Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler was his patient. Like, is Listen, he going to take, no a, Baker. Is he no gonna take Baker. a mallet and just fucking bust out my teeth? Because I would like I to marry a dentist so I can have good teeth all the time. Man. Unconventional methods. Unconventional methods. That's why I picked it. Yeah, I grind my teeth in my sleep. Like, it'd be cool to have all dental work. You know, you have to eat as a human being to survive. So, chompers are a pretty big deal, you know? So, <laughs> assuming he's not going to sabotage my teeth, okay. I'll marry the You can take all your teeth and pull them out and give you fake ones. Uh, okay, totally even better. They don't fucking rot or get cavities or anything. So, exactly. yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, so, I'm doing the, I guess I'm marrying the dentist, assuming he's going to be yeah, good. Yeah. I'm fucking, uh, what was it again? What was it? Repo Man and Disco. Oh, fucking Disco, because, I mean. You're fucking Disco? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Repo Man's the dead one. Like, I don't, you know. He runs a strip club. He has AIDS or some shit. What the fuck? can't just assume that, Mike. My God. This is like. Uh, where are we at in this episode? <laughs> yeah, for, uh, so there it is. I'm uh, marrying the dentist, hopefully, for the long-time dental. I'm fucking the little shake-your-ass whore because uh, that's what he is, I guess, you know. Has a lot of opinions about getting over when Ooh. he couldn't do it himself, that uh, being said. That's the uh, character. And I'm uh, oh, Okay. <laughs> did he have that character when he went everywhere else? <laughs> I'll be damned. Or did he use that character to book himself everywhere else? Hey, think about that one. Oh, it was the character. By the way, Disco Inferno doing autograph signings and blah, blah, blah. Man, there <laughs> you go. What I just do? There what you I go. Yeah, I'm just sorry. Clinkleberg. So which one of the three gimmicks are we still talking about today? Exactly. Yeah, that okay, one. Hey, I'm going to cock-a-doodle-do uh, on through this segment, you know, the, uh, and killing the Repo Man. And, uh, yeah, so good. All right, I'm, stuff, I'm killing right? the Repo Man as well. I'm fucking Isaac Yankum, but only from behind because he's got that dirty-ass mouth. <laughs> that was good. It was oh, disgusting. Yeah. Like, the way that they, they portrayed him was fucking gross. His teeth look fucking Ugh. gross. And I'm sorry, Disco Inferno, just by pro, you know, process of elimination here of these three, he's the one you're marrying. <laughs> what are we looking at here? We have we have that guy in the freaking mask running around. Woo! He kind of looks like the blue meanie in that mask. Then you have eyes. Oh, you no. need teeth unless you're gonna puree yeah. your shit when you get older. You need teeth. Look, I love the blue meanie, but I don't want to fuck him. <laughs> That's fair. I love him though. Great well, guy. I had, a deep, I had a deep cut on one of our friends, but I'm gonna save that one. Thornton. Because we had no. Well, no, Brad. We uh, <laughs> we don't need to make jokes that only we know. You know, one of our listeners, Bober, said that. Oh, don't yeah. do inside jokes that only we know. Well, what if they're funny? Boom. Shout out, Bober. 
There's your uh, there's your mention. But hey, yeah. shout out Bober. Not all of our fans know him, so is that me like contradicting? Hey, that's inside joke. Don't talk about Bober anymore. Exactly, we're caught in a circle now. And I'm so glad I asked for help. Anyway, back to you, James. <laughs> Thank you. Hell yeah, Brad. That was a uh, good stuff, and uh, you know, nothing like some good FMKs with Brad. And uh, I guess that brings us on down to, you know, what really is driving the needle? You know, what are the people paying attention to? And for that, we turn to Devin for his Devin's demographics. So, Devin, what do you have for us this week? All right. So, for my Devin's demographic of the week, recently in professional wrestling, there's a new top free agent available from New Japan Pro Wrestling. The wrestler Kota Abushi is now a free agent. Kota Abushi, he's been taking signings all over the world with a bunch of different promotions. I just want to point out two big ones that I'm excited for. Kota Abushi is going to go one-on-one with Speedball Mike Bailey at Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 9 on March 30th. And then just signed without a date yet. The date hasn't been official. But Kota Abushi is going to be taking on a professional boxer doing his First ever professional wrestling match, Manny Pacquiao for Rising Combat Sports. Dang. I'm I'm pumped for that. I think it's going to be a hell of a match, and I'm going to watch it on fight. So it's a wrestling match, or is it a boxing match? It's a, it's going to be a wrestling match. It was announced it's going to be Pacquiao's mm-hmm. first ever wrestling match. Hey, the probably pumped. I'm I'm hoping it is. It's on. It's in Rising. R-I-Z-I-N, combat sports. So who do you think is going to win? Probably Pacquiao. I mean, Abushi's one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. I imagine he'll put over the boxer. But I still, I'm excited. I'm excited. No, that's interesting, though. It's uh, definitely a different way yeah, of uh, great. looking. I'm interested. Dabby. Yeah. You look at you, Dabby. I think I might want to watch. You and your demographics. <laughs> hey, he's in the know, man. That's what's uh, that's He what's, is in the uh, know. The undercurrent of, uh, you know, that's what the Devin's demographic is, is what are, what are people talking about? You know what I'm saying? What's the people my age in the wrestling atmosphere digging right now? Yeah. That is Kota Ibushi. Not a guy. What if a guy came out dressed like Sub-Zero and had fucking fake snowfall from the season? Yeah. That guy would be over today. Would that would that be your demographic? He would I be mean, over. if the fans loved it, maybe. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm asking you. It, <laughs> you know? it probably would be. <laughs> As of right now, I'll stick with Kota Bushi, Speedball Mike Bailey, and the legend Filipino boxer Manny Pacquiao. Well, you know how we feel about Speedball here. He is the man. Yeah, I love him. He's hey, great. Like hell of so at, uh, what? You know, uh, two times at that weekend? Jeez, Friday and he, Saturday? Freaking, freaking. Or, I mean, tremendous. Thursday when the uh, show's. You know, aired. Yeah, I'm sure you saw him all all month. Thursday. That's the way they do it there, right? <laughs> yeah, we uh, they actually did that. Fucking, they took the rings or the ropes down, and they had that like a uh, fucking whatever the, you know. The fight I was watching that. I was looking for you guys. And what? I didn't see it okay. when they took the ropes down. At uh. Impact. Oh yeah, we were there. Yeah, we were there. really. I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> <Lord>. Yes. <laughs> fucking guy 
You're all about that in our archives. I called him Socrates at the beginning, man. Set it up. Set it up. Yeah, we were there. We got we got live heat there. James, you know what's next. Devin, is that uh is that the uh that was it, brother? That's what um, the people are watching. Yeah, well, hey, it. when My you're watching shit, right what better thing to do than eat some shit? So it's another one of uh, you know. A rising uh, segments in wrestling podcast is we all love watching wrestling and we're all gonna you know chat out some food while doing it. So Mike, what you got for us this week on Mike's Meat Minute? What about some um, smoked air fried wings? Mm, about that. So here, here's what you do: quick and easy. Take some wings, like. Your buffalo wings, everything else. Put them on a smoker. 45 minutes. Lowest cook you can. Just smoke that flavor on there. And then you take them, put them in an air fryer. Put them on there for 10 minutes. Let them air fry. After 10 minutes is done, you flip them up. Put them on there for another 10, 10 minutes. Let them cook. Add your sauce, and they're perfect. Smoke. They have a little bit of smoke taste. They have a little bit of air fried taste. Yeah, that crunch. Yep. Now that crunch and that smoke taste on there, it's perfect. I like it. It sounds so, good. Smoke air fried wings. That's my, my gimmick tonight. And it's in the name. Smoked and air fried. Smoke. All right, I'm game. Yeah, we all have See, it you you were talking shit. Oh, I knew you were gonna say an that. hour ago. I knew you were I my payment. Mike, I love you, man. What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> I knew Brad was gonna be like, oh, geez, yeah. I want some smoked wings and some um, Super Bowl. I don't Listen, know. What are you having while you're watching now the other it, teams play, um, Devin? Yeah, it's. Super I'm not Bowl. watching the Sunday. <laughs> It's yes, Super season, so you got to try it. Rihanna will be there. Good for her. Mike, oh, is this yeah. what you are? Hey, I heard she may bring out Jay-Z, though. I'll be watching. Shout out. You're going to watch. It's freaking Super Bowl. I'm not going to watch the fucking Eagles in the Super Bowl. Are you hey, serious? Hey, fuck y'all. Devin, talk. I didn't watch them last Mike, time. Mike, is a little inside baseball. Is this the picture that you sent us earlier in the week of those wings on yes, the room? Yeah, the wings. When I spent in them. Twenty fucking dollars on twenty dollars for air fifteen wings on fifteen fucking wings. Yes. Oh yeah, my god! Don't get me wing fucking started on this topic. Me and uh, a couple friends, uh, you know, my buddy Brandon, I mentioned, we went out uh, to lunch one day. Fucking we got stupid. A pound of wings. Fifteen dollars. Fifteen wings for twenty fucking dollars. A like, pound of wings said uh, market price on the menu. So, like, hey, fuck it, I'll get a pound of wings, you know, and whatever, whatever sauce. Bring it out in one of those metal uh, bowl things with like soup. I mean, it's like the sauce is like an inch thick at the bottom. And then uh, five wings. It was five, five wings. wings. I paid for a pound of wings. I got five of them. And that yeah. was 15 bucks. Tough time. So when, me, Tough time. Mike, when me, Mike, and Adam were in uh, Atlanta and I got some wings, I was like, holy shit, they brought out like 12 wings. I was like, damn, 15 bucks. Yeah. You actually do get 12 wings, not five in some soup. I mean, what the fuck? Wait, then I got a question. Do you guys have wings to go out, out your way? 
Not here. It's like a they chain. Uh, no. Oklahoma, they did. Well, so I'm going to tell you something. I I got them. Uh, they're actually they're good. I mean, for a chain, I think they're pretty good. I'm a picky wing guy. Twelve yeah. for fourteen ninety five. I was like, don't they know about the wing shortage? <laughs> like, of all places, they used to be the most expensive so, place to get wings. They kept their when, prices. When when I lived in um when I lived in Florida, there there was a place right. called there was a place called uh Wingstop. Yeah. A yeah, wing zone they're selling thighs. Wing now. zone or wing stop. Yeah, or something Troy Eggman's like a spokesperson. Shout out Dallas. Yeah. Like some oh, I got his jersey right there. This guy, you know, right there. Number eight. But they, but apparently they had like a hundred different flavor of wings they could do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they they still suck. Hell yeah. You know what doesn't suck? Mike's smoked and air fried wings. Exactly. Put them on a smoker, then smoke for 45 minutes to an hour. Throw them in the air fryer. Put them on there for 10 minutes. Flip them another 10 minutes, and you're done. Those beats are good. We keep it simple here on the Kickout Crew. It's in the name. Right. Air fried wings. Boom. Smoke, smoke them in the air fryer. Smoke them if you got them. Hey yes, yeah. sir. Wait to you next week's Mike Sweet Man. Can't, can't wait. wait. That's a teaser right there. What better way to end that? Hey, can't wait till uh, next week, Mike. So, uh, yeah, why, why don't you fix your hair? You want you want a brush? Nah, it need a comb, <laughs> man. Brush is too thick. But well, you know, because I got this one curl just hanging out. It's on this side. This one curl is just like hanging out by itself. But yeah, speaking of next week, Mike, this is a good transition because uh, what is next week, Brad? Uh, next week, we're going with um, guys that used to be tag teams that are now wrestling each other is what we're uh, trying next week. So oh, partners, tag team partners, rivalries. Part, no, we're not using that word anymore. The rivalry oh, word is tag team, tag team split. Splits. Yeah. There you go. So it's Marty Jannetty versus Shawn Michaels, Royal Rumble 1993. And we have mm-hmm. Christian versus Edge Rebellion 2001, and we, we have can't cover WrestleMania, uh, Rock and Sock, or uh, you know Stone Cold. Mr. And, Gallagher uh, will be joining the show. Long awaited guest. Are you talking about legit tag teams that split up and body or battle yeah. each other? Yeah. Not the not the Vince McMahon threw them together and then split them up type thing. Real tag yeah. teams that split later. Yeah, I'll be damned. Yeah, uh, this- our buddy. Uh, and this curl, this curl is driving me insane. <laughs> good, good time to do it. Good time, right? To and it, uh, all it did was make it worse. But yeah, our buddy uh, Gallagher will definitely be joining us for that, and uh, it'll be fun stuff because you know it's your show. So uh, we love to have guests. If you want to be a part of the show, uh, and he's the first timer. Correct. So if you want to be part of the show, reach out to us because it's hard for us to reach out to you. And uh, supposedly people have reached out to me and I completely blanked it. So I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Found that out this week. Like, oh, fuck. He did reach out. Yeah, shout out, Mr. McClay. <laughs> yeah, shout out, Dave. Hey, we're always Reach out to Brad. Message Brad. Take yeah. Brad. Message Adam. Adam's in charge of the guests. Oh. Message Adam or Brad. Do not message or talk to me because I'm not going to remember it, number one. And number two. Like, I'm not the uh, professional one of this. <laughs> so, yeah, Brad is. You can reach out to us for sure. Adam's a guest. We love guy. having guests, man. We love having people on, man. It's your show. 
That's what makes hey, it Brady, fun. Hey, you guess. Yeah. So it makes it fun, and uh, we want everybody else to have fun because, you know, like, with the banter that we have, we just want everybody to relax, have a good time, and fucking laugh because that's what we're meant to do here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Because it's, it's your show. It is your show. It's People your show. will definitely shit <laughs> shitty comments to your face. And, hey, sometimes you just got to deal with it. And, uh, you know, you can escape with your show. Because, as they say, so I've heard, life will get you down. It will try to beat you to the fucking ground. It's not all sunshine and daisies. Life is meant to fucking tear you apart. But you know what? Life is also meant to uh, build you up like a phoenix. And uh, you're meant here to do something great. So no matter how the lows of lows are, it means that the only way to go is up to the highest of highs. So when you feel that life is beating you down and it goes for that pin, you make it a fucking false finish. You know why? Because you kick out it too. Because that's what we do. That's what you do. And that's what we all need to do, baby. You know why? Because we're the kick out crew. Can't fuck with us. I want to thank uh, everybody for a good episode. This is a lot of fun. And uh, hope everybody has a kick-ass week. We will see you next time. Peace. Peace.